0: In control now! Come on out, you rapist! Ding Wow. Oh. Hello? Yes, y'all, oh, that's right, infidels. You're about to get bum-rushed by the HMG super squad, Strangler Steve. The Thunder from Down Under and Hacker Hameen are ready to take over the airwaves of ChannelAttitude.com. And you only lasted 67 seconds, Kayla? Even I can last longer than that, sweetheart. You should have kissed me, and now you can all kiss my ass here on the Friday locker room. YOLO! <laughs> oh good morning good morning and there's nobody else you'd rather make out with than three facial hair sexy me- alpha males rocking the friday locker room it's strangler steve it's the truth piers austin and it's hacker Hamine back on the flr channel attitude.com striz good morning to you buddy hey it's great to be back on
1: another friday locker room you'll see that i have a. Uh... My name this week is the Locker Room Heater. <laughs> Man, I, I, I was catching some heat last week after last week's uh, Friday Locker Room about the uh, whole uh, Grayson Waller uh, outing when he apparently wasn't supposed to be outed because it wasn't him. <laughs> but I swear <laughs> to God, the reason I brought it up, I would have never said his name had I not read it myself on
0: Wikipedia. Yeah. and
1: Apparently Wikipedia is not really something that you can stand on. So uh, apologies to <laughs> Grayson Waller. We're coming up the gate with the or,
0: or you were just ahead yeah. of the game there because we've got yeah, somebody right from, from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any update on the right, right. sexual proclivity of Grayson Waller? Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I
1: wrote the wrong guy. I won't say who it ended up being, but someone on Twitter, one of our longtime listeners was like, no, 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 here's another article. And it said who it was. We won't say who it was. They can go back and find it if people are interested, but apparently it wasn't Grayson Waller, but, uh, my apologies to him, but, uh, you know, I only, I only, like I said, I only brought it up because that's what I read. But hey, when you're in the
0: do. business, you got a 50 50 shot no matter who,
1: who you <laughs> I say. I know, right? <laughs> but, hey, just, when I broke in, it was nothing but carnies and queers. So, you yeah. know, just yeah. uh, like in dark room, it could throw a stone and hit somebody that'd be uh, this way, that way. The you
0: only difference really mattered, is now you know? that now there's no carnies left, there's only <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the
1: difference. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm coming <laughs> up this week with the, uh, the uh, tagline locker room heater. That's just,
0: way it is, man. I get it, it's no a, what yeah, I do. Who gives a fuck, dude, yeah, Behind the yeah, paywall? Yeah. Redactions, retractions, it's not a problem, man. Uh, and if you are, you know, then that's not a problem either. So, uh, <laughs> unless it costs you your contract. But uh, big man coming up down under, the little Joey himself, turning into the Wallaby Warrior. It's my man, Pierce Austin, man. Uh, glad to see you, buddy. Uh, everything going so great with the Pierce Austin Network. And excited and proud of you for the work that you're doing Uh, Down under with impact and and promotion and all the opportunities you've worked so hard for, uh, really putting in those uh, 10,000 hours and starting to reap some of the reward. Good morning to you, pal
2: good evening man thank you so much uh it's uh it's great to see the the work that i've put in over the three-year period has started to pay off i'm very uh very fortunate to the opportunities i've got man and and, you know i've put you over bin every chance i get and if you listen to the podcast that i do with big ray which drops next week uh yeah man i credit you to a lot of my success man and and i honestly mean that bro like the advice in podcasting, but also my journey in professional wrestling and the things that I'm doing, you're always like the first person I go to say, Hey man, this is what I've done. This is a promo. This is whatever. If you could please just give me your feedback, bro. Sure. Like I hold you on that high regard, bro. Cause I know that you're not a guy that's going to mince words and you're not going to fucking tell me what I want to hear. You're going to tell me what I need to hear to get
0: better. Oh, I appreciate that man. And, uh, and any shout outs on, on the shows, make sure you guys are uh, following the Piers Austin network to get up with that, uh, episode with big Ray all day coming on. But really, man, what it comes down to is just uh, where is it? I'll just flash the book. Is this most people just need somebody to say yes to them? They, 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 and then push them in that right direction and say it's going to be a shit ton of work. Are you ready for the the work? And and don't mince words and let them know that you're going to say I love this business and this business is going to slap you in the fucking tits six ways to Sunday. And are you going to go? I love this business afterwards. Uh, how long can you do that, man? You know, and you've been really been uh, a stalwart and getting out there, even a family man and working a full-time job, but to help out the Indies locally and be a good mouthpiece to help get guys over, uh man, I mean, what else can you say in, in that amount of time to inject yourself into wrestling across your, in, your entire country, man? So that's awesome to me, dude.
2: Thanks, man. And, and I think as well, being that I'm 41 and starting to do this stuff, like it, it goes into I see a lot of shit that's done on the Indies and we live in this woke culture and all this sort of stuff, bro. But in reality, man, like it, there's things that haven't changed and there's people that things that I see. And I'm the first person, if I see some shit, which is a little bit sketchy, I'm the one going, Hey man, nah, this doesn't sit well with hmm. me. For several reasons. And bro, I've refused to work for certain promotions because of things that I've seen. And like I said, I don't go off hearsay, bro. I go with facts. And like, honestly, bro, the industry, bro, it's not as woke as we all fucking think. It is, bro. <laughs> let, well, it's let, all let bullshit. It's in. all
0: bullshit, whether it's we are woke, but then let's bring out. Uh, I never fucking think of the gay British dudes with the half titty shirts. What's their names? Fucking uh, oh, the, yes, pretty, deadly. pretty deadly. I always want to call them toxic attraction. <laughs> That's the girl. <laughs> <laughs> pretty deadly. You're still doing gay mockery. You bring out Zelina Vega, you got a chonkla strangler. These <laughs> like yeah. like how like how many racist and and homophobic tropes can we do while we pretend we're fucking being woke yeah. right now? And that, and I'll actually pitch this back to you in just a second, Steve. Uh, because I don't know if you saw the story of a ring of honor wrestler, whatever that means in 2023, pulls out a wrestling show after finding out about the lineup, but Tony Deppen, I'm not familiar with him. Uh, who wrestled for ROH and AEW Dark, uh, was advertised for the upcoming Battle of the Bridge that invlo- included the names uh, Enzo, Marty Scurll, and Flip Gordon. Deppin ended up pulling out of the event after finding out about the lineup. He says, this has randomly been sprung on me. <laughs> I was told I was working PCWA, place I got trained at. Then randomly, I get this as a flyer. I had no idea who was on the show. Shows are normally low budget, but after seeing the lineup, yeah, no thanks. To be honest... Uh, 99% of the time, wrestlers never know who they're on a show with or anything. I just imagine I was going to be on a show with with a bunch of locals. So because of cancel culture three, four years ago, where none of these guys that are on this show are actually charged, this guy's going to virtue signal in 2023 and fucking try and be so woke. Like that's going to score him points with Khan instead of being, yeah, I'm a carny, I'm taking a payday and I'll do what I got to do out here.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is ridiculous at the highest level because now you have to go and vet every single person who's going to be on a wrestling show. Yeah. And what happens to that one little line that's at the bottom of every wrestling card that's ever been written, where it says "cards subject to change"? You know, and you don't know who's yeah. going to be there, and they could that one of those guys may not make it, and they have to replace him with somebody of equal value or greater. And who's that guy going to be? Like somebody who said something in 1978, and like yeah. Pierce said, like it's only it's all it's all fake wokeism anyway because everybody. When the when the doors are shut and it's just a locker room and it's still just a locker room, no matter how woke everybody says they are, they all become their regular normal asshole selves anyway. Right. And if they aren't the woke, they're even more of an asshole. Uh, chances are so. To, to do something like this, he thinks he's being like, like look how awesome I am by removing myself from this. Then he's probably going to ask people, could you please PayPal me the money I would have made? Yeah, I got that? my
0: half. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's bad <laughs> worker stuff, too, right? Like, if he really felt that That's, strong, yeah. Yeah. if he really felt that strong about his convictions. then he'll have worked up to me. Yeah, not now. Who
1: runs it? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that,
0: that, that, all, all these NDAs, right? Yeah, complaints. no. I- well, that, there, there's some funny stuff in that because, well, with this, he just buried himself with the boys because this is a, I'm not doing this show because look who's on it now. If he really felt like fuck those guys or he had heat or he he was sticking by his morals, could be anything. My dog died, I can't make it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, something no, no, along he those lines to get out of
1: it. It was because I don't agree with their stances and yeah. politics or life or whatever i, I think he's certain. so late
0: to the party he just cut his own throat going forward he oh, just sure. labeled himself because you're you nailed it steve oh i can't work an indie show with these guys who were accused but if Vince and fucking lauren itis and brucey came knocking with a fucking contract and they've done a thousand times worse and paid off to admit it their own guilt that he would fucking sign on the dotted line and be a hypocrite is a motherfucker right out of, of the movie,
2: bro. But but you know what? Look at it like this, right? <clears throat> it, and and I'm not a fan of AEW. I don't watch that shit at all. Um, but I'm gonna say this, right? Look at the whole CM Punk and 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 that that bullshit issue, right? This is a difference mm. between a multi million dollar company. Hey, you know what? There's money to be made. We'll bring CM Punk back in, even though we had a fight, trashed fucking the whatever the fucking title the young cucks are um, and all that sort of stuff still bring him back, make money but on the indies, oh no, this person said something I didn't like, no, no no, don't bring them in despite the drawing power or the money, any of that sort of stuff and that's the difference between a business and the not so unprofessional wrestling business or your
0: your wife ends up on heels out of nowhere (laughs)
2: things
0: (laughs) along those lines Right? we can't do that buddy favor but we'll do this one um, it's a very touchy subject, Pierce, as you like the fuse and you didn't even know it here on the Friday locker room cough button. Oh, man, Um because, you know. It's the Friday locker room, veterans only. And now that Pierce is Mr. Impact, he can hang out, I guess. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, uh, but the Striz knows where the bodies are buried from about 87 to present day. I have A. the shovel. Was it the one Jungle Boy was using at the beginning of the show <laughs> yeah. last night? Yeah, really. um, but uh, I got inside info uh, recently, last 48 hours. That, you know, whatever happened after brawl out and people say Phil's going to be Phil or what have you, it's already in motion again uh, based off this last uh, northern tour, let's say. The over guy, the the big over guy, surrounded himself with a clique of guys who are claimed to be top guys because they're ex-WWE guys, Mm -hmm. and now they're all acting like prima donnas. And they want to start shit. And then when it trickles over into a promo where they get blasted uh, by the acclaimed, they get fucking butthurt about it for real. And uh, and that goes to your satanic ones and your uh, revival ones. <laughs> and they're, they're part of the new clique. And I've seen this. To me, this is the new and uh, just uh, revised Cobra Kai of W and and now they've picked their next targets and I hear there's a lot of "Hmm, this is so inside that they don't even know that this is out there that because it's really not out there only on the Friday Locker Room and channelattitude.com that while they're bitching about (laughs) the dudes they're trying to put heat on that are getting over on them because they're exposing themselves as prima donnas They're saying it to the people that are going right back to them because they don't even know the connection. And now where they're trying to put it on the face of leadership and the locker room leaders, they're doing the same thing, picking out what they consider a soft target, get the fucking cool guys together from the baseball team and fucking let's beat on that guy for a while until – we show our dominance, and then we'll go into something else after it blows up. Now, they switch from EVPs, who had some power when they did it, to where we are now. But this pattern of bullying. Dude, I watched them do it with Compton, mm-hmm. LBW, the same click shit, and it's over and over again. These are fucking men approaching 45, 50 years wow, old. Well, let's not
1: use the term men. Yeah, so, that's uh, true. That's yeah, true. yeah. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing, and I've been around a minute. And, Piers, if you didn't know, I've been around this game for 30 years. Uh, so, trained by Killer Kowalski alongside every guy he ever trained. And uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you guys right now, that locker room bullies like that or clicks are only good when they're together, like uh, as strong when they're together. You get one of those guys by themselves, and boy, oh, boy, are they your best fucking friend. And they can't yeah. pat you on the back and up and put you over. But as soon as the buddies start coming around, that's when they start getting their fucking egos. So, you want to – Break up some my uh, locker room bullies and clicks and shit. Get them, get them alone in a room, and give them a little eye to yeah. eye. Yeah, you you'll quickly won't be on their their
0: radar. And that's what I, I I've heard <laughs> about that too with. Uh, you know, whether you're a Muay Thai, uh, Alistair Crowley expert, or you're... Now that shit fucking matters buying closed <laughs> doors, brother. You're, you you're, right you're, you're, a, you're a cuck who's on gas and fucking can't stop tweeting at WWE yeah. when you're the other company. Or you're the fucking big muscle destroyer who's putting up LGBTQ and anti pop sentiment mm-hmm. on your fucking... Instagram and not protecting any of your satanic killer napes. Uh, I think I might right have spectrum out there.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, just give but, a uh,
0: pickup, but it's they're, fine they're, was they're 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 butt hurt. And then what, what? Pommy, I don't know if you. I mean, Pierce, you said you don't watch. But I, last I'm not night, even
1: aware of what happened specifically in this in this situation.
0: Uh, really, there is. So it's about brawl out. They they start with uh, they go to collision. And now the ex-cool WWE guys are, to, are grouping up of we're the ones, yeah, yeah. right? Even when FTR had their podcast, you knew the information that was leaking out was coming direct from Punk through fucking Monopoly, man. And out Honestly. to the fucking, yeah, yeah, you know. So that that's their little, and they're all butthurt. And when the Acclaim went at them <laughs> in the rap and called Buddy a cock for all the shit and, and, and gets their digs in, They can't take it. Why? Because they can't do that shit in the ring because they're not because they don't have the hip hop balls to do it. And especially taking it from bisexual men who are emasculating the guys who act like they're so fucking tough. Then they run, tell that to their buddy. And then when the car door closes, everybody's fucking bitching. however, all that secret info is getting out. And now I heard that they actually flew those guys in there to office them and have a have a sit down because they were so butthurt that they had to have a fucking meeting about it. They weren't even booked on the show just to big league them. That tells you exactly what the fuck is going on over there. You know what I mean? So same song. So start your own show. Keep them separated. No, now you see whose behavior really is the one that is going to be repetitious, constantly learning nothing, and all you're doing is rewarding them However, last night on AEW, FTR comes out after being collision guys to chat, to get in the face of uh, Adam Cole and MJF, which we'll cover that on Light the Fuse in a very strange wrestle crap segment. But afterwards, so they come down to show we're the champs and this tournament you're going to face us. They hit Adam Cole and MJF's new uh, remixed music together, and fucking Monopoly Man walks right over to the camera and goes, Tony, you hit our music next time, da, da 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 So I don't think that's some setup. That was one of the very few things that seemed genuine on last night's show. So to... To do that, maybe it wasn't Tony, maybe fucking Nikki and Matt are fucking sitting there (laughs) to hit that music just to fuck with them, just to put that psychological warfare on them, and he had a genuine reaction of like, this should be our music, we're We're the ones who came out, we should be over, and they didn't play it. If they're causing problems or there is problems, they that's an easy way to send this not so subtle message, right? The the nobody in the crowd knew everything we just I just talked about, but at the same time there was real heat there. I thought last night.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous that these guys can all be like in their forties or close to it, and it's still the eighth grade lunch table.
0: Hundred mm. percent.
2: It, it, it it's 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 the same thing it's like it's just a dick measuring contest at this point yeah. and it's like grow the fuck up you're a 45 year old man or you're close to 40 years of age just turn up do your fucking job stop playing fucking games be an adult
0: they can't <laughs> they, they can't do that they are man there that's why they're in something-
1: wrestling because they couldn't be adults yeah. and they could never survive outside of an industry that allows this kind of shit to happen at the at the rate that it does, because these guys could never hold down full time jobs in corporate offices.
0: No, you but, get your you get your ass stomped out of the Department of Public Works, uh, fucking summer crew. If yeah, you end not. up in a like, dumpster. We,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to HR, baby. <laughs> You're yeah. And yeah. that's the 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 biggest thing of it. Like this business. Is not like, and that's one thing that I think fans probably don't understand is the wrestling business is not like any other business in the world, bro. Like, how Washington, it, Washington
0: D.C. is the only thing that's close, and they never end up fighting or paying off their heat physically. And they don't they take just, bumps. Yeah, <laughs> just, off, just in the back room of the yeah, fucking yeah, Oval, Oval the Office, <laughs> right on the back porch. Cough button. Um, but yeah, man, to, that was a good tie in and we, we rehearsed none of that, but thank you for putting it up of the virtue signaling bullshit. As it leads into this, it's just so pervasive and hypocritical and like they, they act one way and then they turn around and do the exact same thing that they accuse everybody else of doing bullying or working against them. And they just keep it. up. And the thing that really not gets me hot, but like the constant Chicago fake Man is what I kind of call it now. I mean, down the south side, you got fucking 13-year-olds with Dracos killing each other every day. They're, they have no respect for life. Then on the north side, you've got a bunch of comic book store fucking man children who want to act like they're fucking chop wood, carry water, know how to work hard, go shit the fields, and do what needs to be done type men. But when it comes time to for nut-cutting time, they expose themselves as little fucking... Pussies who can't and never would and never should. You know what I mean. Almost every single time they they have all the look of being I'm a fucking stud, but then, but then when it when it uh, you know the line is in the sand and they have to cross it, it always comes with some backstabbing little like you said middle school bullshit, bro. Yeah, it's, just, it's just been like
1: that forever. That's not going to change. Like this, no, it, it all starts, in my opinion, it all starts at the top. Tony Khan has to be more of a very direct. Hard nosed dude, but he's mm-hmm. just so look at all my wonderful friends, and this is great, and I love wrestling. And it's good to love the business if you're gonna be putting your life into it and the hundreds of millions of dollars that he's sinking into it. It's good that he enjoys it, but there has to be a point where he says, All right, guys, calm the fuck down and you know.
0: <laughs> well that that has happened a couple times, and then he pulls people into the office to either fire them or punish them, and they walk out with raises. How do I might not have a job there? <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. Like that's it. Throw a temper tantrum, threaten to quit, you get signed for longer and more money. That's the lesson that's being learned over there by that shit. And show. he
1: probably did the same thing to his own father when he was a kid. No more attention daddy here's some money. Yeah, get the fuck out of here and go buy another arcade or
0: something like yeah, that. Yeah, you <laughs> could say that all of AEW is based off of that, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think
2: do you think over like the start of AEW compared to now that Tony Khan like has like I don't know. Do you think he's grizzled up at all over the like, last few years?
0: Uh, I think he's been smartened up to not look like a fanboy in the last year when he did, even though he's. And then we come out and do those promos
1: on the mic, jumping up and down, like
0: a jumping up and idiot, down, like an man. idiot, h- hugging people or giving the guy the stunner. And then Don Stevens gallops around the ring, like a complete spaz herself. And like, and they were all gassing each other up that this is fanboy and that's what they want. And they did that last night on the show. But the last six months, he's been very uh, on his meds and <laughs> wired in when they need to make an announcement. He's in a suit looking directly at the camera. Sometimes he blinks. Sometimes he doesn't. And uh, and that is more of the Jack Tunney, young, like a young CEO that he needs to be portrayed as, non-emotional, not invested. Guy. He always looks like a bum when he's on the camera. He's
1: yeah. never done. He hardly ever shaves. He just looks like a guy who rolled out of bed, put on a suit, and went to work. He doesn't look like a respectable, like, you know, businessman. It's just like this is what a, a millennial looks like when he has to put a jacket on for twenty minutes.
2: But you know what the thing is, he's got that much money. He can he can do walk around like that. He's gonna Well say he can, it? but
1: then he has to be aware that when people start criticizing him for it that he's got to be able to kinda take that and roll with it. You mm, know? Yeah. No, I understand.
0: So, how about how I mean, about this is worth
1: a billion bucks? He still shaves every morning. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's more about like just like showing people that you have like that uh, every day. You know, you stick with this routine and you have a thing, and you want to exude a certain look, and it's part of your personality, and it yeah. you know makes you look like professionalism. Like I think right. people have learned over the years, like the millennial generation, where I don't have to look like that. I can do it. I can the bedhead thing, and well, I'm only 30s. Like when Vince was like 28 years old, and he was doing. You know, play-by-play uh, play for his dad's company. He was still clean-shaven, tied, nice and knot, jacket, pristine, no cat hair on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. roll-off, everything. You know, yeah. just, you know starched. And well, you're the go. face
0: of your company, right? So if you look like shit, and even without saying it, the symbolism of, while well, he doesn't take it serious, why should yeah. we take it serious? No, this guy's
1: really good at shit together, or, you know. Yeah. He cares, but when you show that you don't care... It, where else is it leaking out of besides if you, if you won't put the your own time into yourself,
2: mm-hmm. what,
1: what else, you know, obviously this is why like things don't, you know, jibe most of the time and everything just seems so fucking loosey goosey. And it's every man for himself type thing. You know what I mean? Like this shows that he's, it's a leadership thing. You know what I mean? Like when you're in the army and you're taught every day, you do these certain things and you have a routine and, you know, it's mentally just setting up your day. Sets you on a straight path, you know what I mean. when you when you haven't been brought up to have, like that sense of you know self pride or whatever, then I think it shows in other parts of your your work.
2: Mm yeah I, I look i i agree with it <clears throat> and like tony doesn't present himself like a ceo like he, he does and anytime i've seen his stuff it is very fanboyish i'm glad he's going to stop doing that over the last year because it was kind of embarrassing like the hugging of fucking wrestlers and shit like i think there's a photo of him and like cesaro and cesaro's like what the fuck is going on here like i don't know bro like a grown man hugging another it's grown man like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. his eyes
0: are closed. You know what I mean? It's like he found well, it. It's, it dad. speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. To like when you see his. Yeah. When you see him next to his dad at an NFL thing, he looks like bring your kid to work day. Right. And then it, when it you see like him in his own scrum, he's he hugging his large. And he's loving his gift. Like, oh, I love it, buddy. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the, the like you can see that he's trying to replace that, that, uh you know, pat on the head by his dad from these wrestlers that he's paying for there's there's a very deep-rooted psychological issue in the, that i need a I, we're we're huggers i need a hug but when he's sitting next to his dad it's like don't look at him don't look right at him or anything you know like <laughs> really make really contact. missing a part of that childhood yeah yeah <laughs> yeah dude I think he should uh, continue to wear the Indiana Jones hat and grow a big fucking curly mustache like his own man, uh, old man. I think that's the that's where he should go next. Right, right. That. that's the thing. If, if he's real not going to shave, it. at least
1: just just grow the beard out and have it. That way you don't
0: have to worry about it.
1: Grow your hair out, grow your beard out, and you look like a big woolly mammoth type dude. You know what I mean? Like, embrace yeah. it. Don't do the, the half.
0: What like do you it, think right about it? Ben Hamin teaming up with Tony Khan for extremist Khan, killer Khan? Let's do it
2: i'd do it <laughs> but you know what? i'm surprised they haven't got shad khan on on tv because he kind of looks like an old school fucking wrestling villain with that sure. mustache. <laughs> sure. looks like someone out of like a peter pan movie or something most of the time they
1: could do a huge angle about his son how did i tell you about your allowance oh dad yeah. you only gave me a hundred million well, yeah. i gotta see these ratings get up kid or else yeah. you're cut- we're cutting this thing oh, come on
0: dad oh gee where's dad i want a wonder wheel where's mom uh.
2: Uh, and i wanted ecw and maybe start this (laughs) yeah
0: yeah uh, the guys don't don't get to bleed nearly enough i have
1: to have moxley on every week to get my blood
0: fill. you you wanted roh you don't even play with roh it just sits in your toy (laughs) chest and now why would i go and and buy you something else why would i buy you bellator you don't even play with your own roh oh they're different different. come on dad (laughs) it's different. You don't even play that collision game. You spend all that money making it. You don't even play it. And you have 28 belts here. You need more belts? Well, yeah. How many belts do you need? Yeah. I got 30 pairs of pants, Dad. I need two more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there was, I guess, a good brother uh, team leader meeting, uh, backstage news on talent meeting held before the July 8th episode of Collision, and you guys can check out. The HMG wreckage, our own collision review. Big shout out to Chris Ams, DJ Mass Effects, Dr. Jeff Littman, and everybody who's been uh, co-hosting on that as well. You guys, added value bonus at channelattitude.com. It says, from our uh, good friend Ross Berman, uh, while there doesn't appear to be any official brand split in AEW, it seems a collision is still closing ranks on Wednesday night. Sibling, uh, FIFO Select is reporting the talent meeting was held before the July 8th edition of Collision, led by... CM Punk, which uh, focused on ways to differentiate the program from dynamite. According to the report, the meeting helped ease the worries of collision wrestlers. Punk reportedly led the locker room discussion of finishes, shenanigans, and other things they want to avoid on the Saturday night program. Also covered were reported safety guidelines, as well as a reminder to work a bit harder at promoting projects like AEW Fight Forever video game. Uh, The meeting seemingly strengthened the argument that, that collision was established to give wayward AEW roster members, including the divisive punk, a place to compete. There was talk of doing a roster split before the collision, but nothing ever took place. So the meeting and attempts to differentiate the program do lend credence to the possibility of a soft brand split. Um, <laughs> I mean, here we are with the go, go gadget, locker room leader speech on how we're going to make the show better and different. And then when the car door closes, they're chewing up all the yeah. undercard guys, but then you got to show up to the meeting and go, Oh yeah, we're going to do that. That'll be different. Awesome. Can't wait. Um, so, uh, another, like sit there with a smile, but inside your stomach is turning over and you're just yeah. like, uh, groaning. and it's the same as when I was there and uh, it was the Tony Atlas fucking <laughs> throwdown that night. Um, so to sit there and, and and have to know who the locker room is now, he might not be wrong. I'd like to see better finishes, especially after last night's match, uh, super war games, 10 man blood and guts with the most anticlimactic finish, tax glass chairs, every mm-hmm. fucking thing there could possibly be. Only days after we have this safety release of we're not doing these things unless you clear it with the fucking uh, agent. But don't let's get away from all these things and get to wrestling unless you do this. Moxley comes out with a fork, and the first thing he does is start stabbing everybody in the fucking head with it, bro, to get color. Like, yeah, is that Moxley's way? Like, is that in there, or is that Moxley's way of going, you don't tell me I can't get color and I'm not going to sell for the dirt sheet uh, bullshit, but they all look stupid.
1: Well, they already promoted
0: it as blood and guts,
1: you yeah, know, so I, they, they probably say, okay, well, once this is passed,
0: well, we'll shouldn't they, have, shouldn't like they have waited till after? Like, oh my God, the carnage right, was so much release. that we now yeah. have to put these rules into place. Not, nah, yeah. here's the new rules. Fuck those rules. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like I
1: said uh, the other day on the Wednesday locker room. It's like, I guess there's never could be a Moxley match ever again because that's all he does is go into yeah. the crowd and spit water and take drinks from people and. Do all these things the exact same things that they don't want him to do anymore. It was like as if one day somebody from Warner Brothers actually sat and watched the TV show on, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And like oh, it was the first time he ever got to see what was on his own channel or something yeah. We we can't have this shit, you know. Like, who the fuck's this guy? I you think know, you're then,
0: spot. I think you're spot on with that analysis. Yeah, and then and then, they, and they then, start, then last just, night then it was a just, fuck you to that. Like they yeah. said, well, you don't like that. Fucking hold my beer and watch how stupid we can really get. Right.
1: It, it was ridiculous and absurd the amount of blood. But I mean, they like I said, they they labeled it blood and guts, so you knew what you were going to get going into yeah. the match. The thing is, they it didn't need to be a fifty minute part of the show. It could have been. Well, I mean, they have all these guys. You got to put in one at a time and. It takes forever just to get the match started, which is right. silly. But, uh, you know, it's, it's war games, essentially. So that's, it takes at least 30 minutes to get the match started. Then you do 20 minutes <laughs> of ridiculous bullshit and uh, get through it. And, like, like, nobody leaves, like, a stronger character. It's just a bunch of – everybody's laid N- out. Nobody and,
0: got over. Nobody yeah. got over in that. So, and the feud was Omega, really, and Pac. And Pac leaves the match and leaves his And, the and Omega's <laughs> not – yeah. And who is who, Omega stretching uh, – Wheeler. Yeah, with, uh, a, with they, they get the they get a chain choke. Uh the baby right. faces choke out with a chain on the most under no guy. Things yeah, <laughs> no strangling. We go <laughs> over
1: choking him out with a <laughs> so ten pound chain. Uh, uh
0: you you are strangler steve but uh right, right. Not, so uh, we can get up i do a chicken uh, i did a
1: chicken wing that was my strangling was okay like, yeah, was, like, i was gonna say it what's it was, the star ever-
0: rating yeah. what's the star rating on that strangle <laughs> well, finish, I, I, I,
1: I, well you know he actually i'll give you will or you to credit credit because i'm not a big fan of his but he did a good job selling it because he had yeah. his arms to his side which you want to naturally have your hand in that chain just to kind of <laughs> give you something because you don't know if the guy's pulling you don't He's not going to know if you if you turn him blue because, you know, your, lips, your face is facing the same direction as his. So he's not, like, looking down at you. He's far away from you. So you got to at least get a little something in there just because he doesn't know how hard he's going to pull. But he put his arms to his side mm-hmm. like was passed out. So I'll give him credit for that. But like, like I said, nobody left a stronger character than they came in as. So it's all a big waste. And, like, where does it all go from here? Does everybody start pairing off into their – Groups where they're gonna have matches that now don't have any of that blood. So right. We had a no. crescenzo here. Now we're moving into angles with these guys where none of that's gonna happen. That's to be the peak and the end of all this stuff. So nobody mm-hmm. it's like they all laid it out and everybody essentially goes on to new business from there.
0: That's what I'm saying. We're doing this on a Wednesday night, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it's I a mean, little yeah, they like shoot a guy, like okay. Uh, but what uh, week was it in Killer Kowalski school when uh, Killer would bring out the bed of nails and say, All right, time to practice body
2: right, slams right. on a yeah, bed of and nails? Fork.
1: Yeah, you're... today we're going to hit it and learn how to hit strike people with a
0: fork.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing is as well like what do you what does that do to the audience by doing these these blood and guts matches i know they put these these rules out that they want to change and step away from it at all but like again it, it desensitizes the fans to a lot of sense because like the fans yeah. did they just expect the wrestlers to do more and more crazy shit more and more yeah, int- i'm
0: surprised they didn't open the show with it that's what they've done with mox in the past get <laughs> color which is the highest thing you can do in phony fucking wrestling and then go okay Hour and forty left. Follow that, motherfuckers. No, we can't. There's no. There's no place higher to go. You just fucking gigged on camera, exposed the business while you were trying to make it look real. You couldn't have fucked us any harder, <laughs> really. For the and they never even time. sells it anymore. He just sits
1: there like bleeding. There's no differentiation in his emotion. He just sits there. I'm covered in blood. Oh, it's me right. covered in blood. Here's me not covered in blood. Same, nothing different. Just now, I have blood Here's me It's not like. You know, there's no crescenzo, there's no emotional up and down. It's just, Hi, hey, here's me punching a guy while I'm bleeding. Now he's punching me while I, you know, it's stupid. But I don't know how, like, your mom's would have been like, but if I were 12 years old watching that show, my mom would have been like, Absolutely not.
0: Yeah, yeah, gone, gone. <laughs> and I, I would have found a way to do it.
2: it. It just sounds like Moxley's trying to be like this generation's Abdullah the Butcher. This is like, that's it's that's the same it. sort of shit. Like, it's, it's, He's just trying to live out his fantasy of being like this old 70s style of yeah. They probably wrestling. got a
1: tape of Puerto Rico from nineteen seventy five and saw Carlos yeah. Colón and Abdullah the Butcher going at it and thought this is the shit because he was a CZW guy, uh, Moxley. And that's all they did yeah. there was like trash style bullshit. That really, whenever you see stuff like this and like game changer wrestling, this is all is it's just take the word wrestling out and then I won't have a problem with it because it's just not it's not wrestling. Like wrestling is supposed to be set around this set of rules where as a heel, you learn how to get around them or you put your back to a rep and cheat, which causes the heat, which causes the crowd to react. But with this, there is no reaction. It's just all people just going, oh, oh, and they get turned off. And then they get lower ratings because of it. It's because nobody wanted to sit there and watch somebody get sliced. And the way AEW shows their TV, as you can see, guys hitting themselves in the head. With the, with whatever's gonna make them get cut that week. You know what I mean? Like they don't even try to hide it. So it's you're saying, okay, I'm watching a guy mutilate himself on
2: on television right now. And that's the thing with that with, with deathmatch wrestling. When I was younger, I, I could appreciate some of the stuff because there was actually guys that could actually work that could do it. But anytime I've watched similar shit like that, like from whether it's Game Changer or any other deathmatch fed, I sit there and I watch you go, These guys can't work, they just fucking Hacking no. each other. Right. Those are for to people
1: who are who, who couldn't learn how to wrestle and do it the right way, but they still want to be in the ring and have attention. So they're willing to mutilate themselves for shit money in front of let's say they think six hundred people is a big crowd. It's not, but that's what we you know independent wrestling has gotten to a point where it's so low that if they get six hundred people, you think it's a fucking success when it's really quite a miserable fucking failure. Just because you're able to pay the guys, you know, a hundred bucks, they think it's great. But you, you're gonna walk around with those scars for a very, very long time, and that money's gonna spend pretty quick. So it's not a good uh, give and take. Well, that's that's the, uh, prof- that's
0: profound, right there on the Friday locker room, you motherfuckers. I hope you understand what he's saying right here. It's <clears all> there,
1: <throat> you know, that's all there is to it. They're not developing characters. They're not getting from town to town, building. You know, the the wide arc of storytelling that will eventually pay off at a larger show.
0: Now that that being how high can it
1: get because I can jump off of that thing and jump on fifty light tubes.
0: That being said, if I was making six million dollars a year like him, I'd be fucking gaffing every night if they asked me to, (laughs) instead of a hundred fucking (laughs) bucks On the way out, I'd be walking. The funny thing is is that he'd be
1: paid the same probably if he
0: didn't. Oh yeah, it it is. And and it really it goes back to that. CZW DJ high dog shit level yeah. of fucking work. And there's Baskin Robbins 31 flavors. I like liked FMW stuff too. And funk mm. and fucking cactus, but that's all a build of that. You don't do that on a Wednesday. And then next Wednesday, what are we going to do? It's more of the same. Like you, you have to build the storyline. They can do all that. They had all that star power, all that fucking star power in that ring last night and got help trying to think they're getting guys over and I could have been on that show and done the long term storyline I did, and a donut to the face finish would have been more over yeah. than anything on that fucking show would have been. So well, they, I mean, they WWE just don't gets get more
1: ratings with uh, Seth Rollins eating chicken wings.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, did you see yeah. that stat last week? That that show last week, SmackDown, all four AEW shows combined didn't equal what SmackDown did. Like Crazy, you were even add them all. Oh, I
2: saw that. That was interesting
0: yeah yeah uh so they're they've got their core audience stripped down right to where it is between 300 and things like this you're just wearing them out more because now we have there's not much magic left uh you've seen every fucking trick like what what can uh david copperfield make disappear next like that's like mm-hmm. we've already gone beyond all that so uh, the other big news, everybody was blowing me up last night. Uh, Kiss me, Kayla, on uh, AEW Dynamite versus Britt Baker. Uh, got uh, fish hooked uh, just like she likes it, uh, you know, and uh, 67 seconds. And maybe if she would have kissed me and uh, she would have had a little bit longer. <laughs> I love Kayla. What, uh,
2: what, what's the deal with this, Kayla? Because I saw like in the HMG group. It's like, yeah. I saw that she's blocked everyone. And out of curiosity, I went on my Twitter and she's blocked me. And I'm like, I don't even like you. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty by <laughs>
0: association. Welcome to the business. Yep. A hundred percent. So, you know, you know, HMG soldiers are fucking mad loyal. And even though they're in on the rib, they're not really like going at Kayla to be like you bitch or anything like that. Cause I would shut that down in a second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're playing along with the kiss me Kayla stuff. So, To back it up, you know, and Kayla's had uh, a great comeback and and she's done awesome things at Immortal and uh, great stuff with Serena and Bam and a lot of other girls that uh, she's had a great run with while she's been going to WWE and AEW. been invited to a lot of pay-per-views, a lot of TVs, a lot of quick get-overs, some tag stuff, which is exactly where you want to be. And when you're in that spot, it's a very nerve-wracking place to be. Because it's eyes on you, you have no contract, and they you're doing good business and you're smiling and you're going along and get along and they're seeing is she posting mark shit or da, 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 da. and Kayla's so girl next door beautiful that every photo she takes is kind of like a positive one. That's her whole thing, right? So mm-hmm. um <laughs> based on that, when you see hashtag kiss me Kayla. And HMG soldiers going at her, she can't, you, you, that's the move. You have to block out everybody and get mm-hmm. that off your timeline because then that's all it takes is like, Hey, we really want to sign you, but what's going on with this fucking dude from Russo brand. <laughs> and you're <laughs> done You're You're dead in the water right there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah that can happen now that being said my business is all based around hmm, the rib and fuck you to WWE and the hypocrisy because that's what 2CW was born on <laughs> and that's what runs deep inside of me uh with ECW as well um so Kayla when she first appeared on WWE was with Garza and uh Carrillo and on the kiss cam okay oh yeah yeah yep. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> um all, all good you know not, not a problem but then Kayla is very proud LGBTQ uh in 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 the girls right and the spice yeah. ranger well I want to kiss you, Kayla. I just want a little kiss for my too. So it's all right to kiss the two Mexicans if Vince McMahon says so and not put over the LGBTQ stuff, and that's how you dance for it. But when Ben Hameen, who is the Saudi prince who really runs Vince McMahon, wants it, but it's an indie show, now we have integrity, this is where <laughs> – this is the truth of the fucking – business that I, i'm not trying to hurt kayla but as a heel that's where i need to go in my character right yeah. and she gets to then put over that she's a proud gay woman and on wwe tv with two mexicans kissing you no it sure don't look that way so um whoop, am i froze did my camera go out yeah yeah uh we can hear. Yeah, well, that's probably better. I probably look better in, in this uh, than I do in real
2: life. But then it comes down to picking your moments, and it comes down to the same thing with, like, when we go back to what we are talking about earlier with cancel culture as well. Well, this person did a terrible thing. Well, how high up in the food chain are they? Because maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll give them for that one. Maybe We'll just yeah. pretend we didn't see that tweet.
0: Uh, you got it. It's how over you are is how much of a pass you get. And oh, she's or you got, the, who she's, you're related to. Right. And she's not that over. She's trying to grind and get in and and be a super positive, look great. Uh, She's so photogenic and all that. But guess who's not going up there? Because he's not photogenic. And guess who has to have character integrity on the indies that he helped book her to get her over (laughs) to the level she's at now to stay relevant? You know, so uh, when it comes to Kale and I, we did have some not heat, but. You said some very nice things earlier about me. Now, if you got that impact shot and turned around and fucking go, I can't talk to him because now I'm over at impact. That's similar to what went down. And she did it without kind of saying, hey, good brother, I got to do this. I would have been like, you're goddamn right you do. If they've got eyes on you, block me and I'll fucking react. But you will stay silent. But they have, her, they had her in a keep fucking with your head mentality. Yep, keep coming, keep coming. And we're looking and we're testing and we're not going to tell you, but we're going to give you a little bit more. We're not going to tell you. Then you go to AEW because things went dry over there. And then they're like, oh, she's on AEW. We better bring her back over to NXT. Like this is the weird game that she's, you know, kind of entrapped in. And not just her, other other talents, male and female. This is the back and forth until they finally go – you know, we'll sign you to a shit deal for 75 grand, really, after we fucked with you for two, three years. And hopefully you can get over. But she needs to play that in order to protect her career. So uh, hmm. she's like, You want me to unblock you? I'm like, No, you fucking keep me blo- blocked. Uh, I don't want you to unblock me. But then we got all the way to the payoff with the donut. Here we are. And I didn't know she was even going to be on last night. Probably got invited to Boston. And that might have been a last minute thing, too. So. I'm I'm always happy and proud of her, but uh, I'm gonna have my revenge, and she will kiss me for the hypocrisy. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Hopefully, all your, your wives
2: aren't watching that show, brother.
0: Yeah, well, she can come over and hook up with the wives. I'll watch. I'll, I'll I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, I'm I'm happy for her as all the mortal is, she'll be. On the Immortal Show, August twelfth, uh, pay per view. I pay per view on Premier Network uh, coming soon. So our first I pay per view, and and I'm not going to take myself off the show. I know Enzo's on there <laughs> as, well, uh, <laughs> as well, as well uh, as Teddy Long, Cheeseburger, uh, and Jorah Joel from AEW, the Punjabi Lion, awesome talent there. So as well as Blaze Haram, Bin hummin uh defending our team titles, but. Uh, very interesting night, Kayla. Kiss me, Kayla. I do love the hypocrisy of it, though, that if Vince tells you to kiss a Mexican, it's fine. And <laughs> if it's time to kiss the Arab guy without Vince telling you, fuck that, I'm gay. <laughs>
2: what, 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 what's the saying? will turn gay for pay, but what's the reverse? Yeah, gay or for pay, straight. for
0: sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight, straight for the gate. <laughs> That's
2: right. Yeah. Straight for the bag.
0: Uh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Seth Rollins speaks his mind about Dave Meltzer giving out star ratings. On you know, we, I talked a little bit about this about on Russo Brand, where we see this one side of the Joaquin Phoenix Joker combined with Elton John, but we never see the other side uh, of the downtrodden, introspective, paranoid, uh, introvert side. It, we're just getting good old Seth, uh, whatever his shoot name is, in these interviews, and he's not really protecting the character. He's only doing the one side that got over with the sing-along and when he could be showing a lot more. Same with the Finn Balor thing backstage this week. But on the podcast, he said he's the greatest story, but his match ratings are silly. Match ratings are very silly. Like I said, match ratings are so subjective. If the people are popping, it's a good time. That's the end of the game. But to put a star rating on it? Good for you. Uh, In the grand scheme, it means very little. And Kurt Angle has no five-star matches. Okay. Uh, One of the greatest of all time, and there's a plethora of those people. So this is anyone who's got a half a fucking brain in their head who isn't drunk the Kool-Aid of uh, New Japan, AEW, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. If you are a combination of all those three as your foundation, chances are you don't really know fuck all about wrestling. You might claim it that you know Ushi Kanemura was the fucking IW suck face champ. I don't give a fuck. Like nobody knows him off of fucking Fukushima Island. And he do- he can't cut an English promo, so you know what that means to me fuck all and uh chances are his wrestling psychology means stand in the pocket and blast each other back and forth in the face with no cell so he equally sucks so if you're one of those fans and you do believe in a star rating or that it matters or you're a worker and you believe in that you're an even fucking bigger mark for yourself and should probably go and burn your boots right now
2: my take on the the melt and his five-star ratings like he's never given a wwe match a five-star rating is that correct
0: uh, I don't know. I mean, that's how little yeah. I give a fuck about what he has yeah. to say.
2: Yeah, no. I I think I heard is he's never given a five star rating to W, like W F or E, whatever it is. Most likely the fact is he's probably tried to come around there and just gone fuck off. You know yeah. I mean? like like or they've just fucked with him over the years, going, yeah, man, here we'll give you a fucking scoop.
0: Yeah, they stooge to him all the time. Now they're using uh, mainly Mike Johnson, PW Insider, and a lot of stuff from AEW comes out through Fightful Select, which is SAP. So, there, if that was how it was when Steve and I were, when Steve was leaving the business and I was first coming into it, there would be a mole hunt and an execution. <laughs> it would be an easy fucking track down of who was the mole and how it got there. Now it's it's just done as part of what what goes on of like, let this leak and let this leak. But some of the guys on your roster might not like that, but they don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's, it's the whole are you, see any, uh, are you see any good takedowns of Stoog- uh, of Stooges uh, in the past, Steve? No,
1: not like openly in a locker room where they're walking somebody. Oh, well actually, you know, maybe not a stooge, but a, a dude in a locker room with a video camera back in the day. <laughs> long, long before iPhones, this one guy was looking like he was looking at his video camera at a, at a match that he had taped, but he was actually taping some dude changing him in a locker room. He, he got escorted out oh. of the locker room very, very quickly.
2: Didn't, uh, um yeah. didn't um, fuck, what's his name, Sean Stasiak? Didn't he do something similar? He, he
1: record got- conversations with people.
2: Yeah, I heard in WWE or F, or whatever, back in the 90s for that shit.
1: Yeah, that's a strange thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, just I heard he, had, he was a very paranoid dude and wanted to have everything recorded because he thought everything was going to come back to haunt him or some weird sure. shit, you know? Like, but who knows what his dad had said about things growing up, coming into business in the 70s and everything. So, mm. probably fucked with his head nothing well, if my old man says it, it must be true or whatever so who, who knows the kind of conversations they had but uh you know imagine
0: what tapes he's got at home now the before he got caught what what could oh, still be dropped oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> probably,
1: probably, it's probably crazy shit but, yeah uh, you know. uh
0: i remember uh i mean i don't know the exact specifics but uh the story that i heard with lagana too Uh, when Steph, remember when Steph and all them, it reissued everybody cell phones and they could track everything. Yeah, That was because I guess Logana was the main stooge and they actually to Meltzer because they found the the Meltzer sheets like they were in his bag and shit like that and then they started flushing bullshit information down the pipe to him and it got kicked out uh, to Meltzer so they knew their fucking moles. That was the last big mole hunt I'd heard of but everybody knows for a while that it was either paul Heyman or buck going to mike johnson to stooge a lot of fucking shit off there and i don't know if buck was like the the one to do it because the office told him to at that time or not but uh mm-hmm. uh I, I like the move buck pulled on him where it was like uh, i'm out of here this day and i fucking show up at the other company the next day so yeah like the
1: day after wrestlemania he was yeah. done after The day of WrestleMania, the last day of Mania, he was done that day.
0: Mm -hmm. He showed
1: up (laughs) on Wednesday. uh, (laughs) Hey, good good for him. And congratulations on his new baby that just was born, I believe, yesterday or the day before. So that's that's pretty cool. And Buck's always been a good dude. He's been a hardworking guy. He never got his due. So, you know, whatever he can do to make some money, good for him.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, working with I was married doing for a year and a half in OVW, and with Rob Conway taught all of us uh, big yeah. lessons about tag wrestling, and uh, and then Pat Buck said, "I love you, Ben Humane, in the ring." Which Kayla Sparks, <laughs> Kayla Sparks, you're gonna say it too. That's what you're That's right. Say. Now, Pat Buck <laughs> broke
1: in, uh, in New England and New England Championship Wrestling under uh, promoter Sheldon Goldberg mm-hmm. He used to give a lot of guys their breaks. And he'd drive in from New York for nothing, for zero money just to get in the ring for 15 minutes and have a match and stuff. He would would drive back and forth like every weekend. So Mm -hmm. he he paid his dues. He went down to OBW without a contract, without any promise. He did it on his own dime. Got himself an apartment and learned and got better. And look at him, he's got a full-time job as a producer. Well, that that
0: goes back to (laughs) – I'm getting deep now. The original story of uh, what's going on with Punk and them, burying. under guys whoever their new bully targets are but what they don't realize because they didn't either do their due diligence or they don't give a fuck is that those guys they're burying are wrestle pro guys and who owns wrestle pro yeah Bach, uh fucking hawkins right and mm-hmm. uh and so the, a lot of times they're stooging and they don't even realize that it's getting back to the fucking guys and who else came from wrestle pro mjf who has right. a lot of strokes. So yeah. now, now you're causing problems and don't realize that the fucking dudes who came up together uh, could collude against you to do something on the mic and it's only going to drive you more and more insane while you're in a trios group that isn't even on TV for any fucking good reason. Yeah. Interesting. I'd learn how to rap. <laughs> <I was> <laughs> yeah, yeah, satanic rap, boy. That fucking girl, the blonde girl, absolutely killed it. I, I gotta put her over again because I've forgotten to unlight the fuse. I was, I tell my students, uh you know, learn hip hop. It's not just because to go out there and do a John Cena rap. Rap teaches you how to become a character, how to be very confident, teaches you cadence on the mic and releases energy in you that you didn't know you might even had in reserve, and also teaches breath control and tempo and timing. All right. And uh that girl came out and spit that bust of rhyme shit in that pre produced video that was a diss rap. She fucking stole the entire show, annihilated everybody, and she didn't even have to cut her own forehead with a fork in order to get right. over it. It was fucking amazing.
1: And that's something that she can do for years upon years. And the
0: only like feeling is how creative can you be? Yep. Yeah. What's her name? Um god damn it. She's I forget the, her name. Um, She's uh, with uh, QT Marshall. Marshall in the in like the TMZ thing. Oh, um, how? Hey, yeah, and and she's you know she's got all the assets, beautiful set of gimmicks, pretty girl, but dude, she came out embodied it like fucking not even like I want to say Cardi B shit, like Busta Rhymes, Megan the Stallion combined, Flip Styles. It was a pre-produced video diss rap because, and here's why I popped, too because I got to make it all about me. She's fucking she's going out to try and lure Anthony Bowen sexually. And that's when the, he's, he's gay. He's gay. chant started during pride month and they were all with it. It's the exact same thing I'm trying to do with Kayla. Right. So, but it's, but it's role reversed with man, woman on this one in the ignorance. But I was expecting her to come out with like a little Flintstones rap. My name's Barney Rubble, and I'm here to say I was expecting that shit, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> she fucking she slaughtered almost every female MC that's at the top yeah, of the it's charts. Like next like, level
1: performance.
0: Yeah, she should go fuck wrestling. Yeah, let how me get my in
1: the music. Yeah, industry, let me get
0: my think? gimmicks out, and I'm going on fucking summer tour, bro. Because yeah. that's how good this piece was, and I'd been talking about that for over a year. That that's what. Uh, the acclaim needs to be doing right they need to be bringing in an outside mc i don't give a fuck who it is uh somebody modern somebody old school from method man to fucking travis scott or whoever uh, and they've had rick ross and they had fucking uh, other guys right all you need is for them to cut one video like that where it's a diss rap or a hot track to sell for 99 cents yeah, and these man. guys could if you did one of those a month at the end of the yeah. year, you got a whole fucking album. That's probably another half million dollars you could have made by doing that. Finally, this week they do it, but it's not on them. It's on her. I go, fuck it. At least it got done because you know what? She slammed it. If I was directing that, I couldn't ask for anything more. I would have been blown away on set at how talented that, that girl was yeah. lyrically. So big Shit. shout outs again, man.
2: I actually got to work a show with her here in Australia. She got flown out before she mm-hmm. got signed to Impact. Very, very humble. Very like what like really good was like just came in and was like, just gelled with everyone part of the crew. Where like some of the other internationals, I won't give names, <laughs> um, but like they were just stuck to themselves. But she came in very sociable, went around, spoke to everyone, gave everyone like just was really just forthcoming with everything she was wow. there to do so um man just great person as well great to see her getting uh this moment and killing it over there bro
0: maybe she'll kiss me who knows
1: if that was um, baby con, dude i would turn her baby face really quick
0: and, no, her she got down. she got over massive with that how could you I would, not i would
1: ha- i would have them produce a rap album and then sell it at the shows you know put it on the air and put like every week there's a new video coming out you know put them over and then either before or after shows, let them go and do like three or four songs.
0: If you, you already had, if you do four of those, that'll be enough to solidify her for a little EPLP. And we've already heard that Cardi B wanted to get into it in WWE Right. That's who you bring in, Megan The Stallion. You bring in Cardi B. You get this girl over with the shine, and even let her battle Cardi B and Megan and hold her right. fucking own. She's made. And she's made overnight, bro.
1: They all do cameo bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, like get a hold of cameo. Be like, yeah. here's what we're doing. Here's what she can do. They sit there and get to have the listener for four minutes, and then let's let's create some business. Let's get you on TV. Let's yeah. bring you in next week. You know what? Do you, what what's
0: your ask? Let's get this done. Yeah,
2: but hopefully she's not a one-hit wonder, and like that don't bring in a Cardi B and she just gets yeah, destroyed. dude, you know, I'm support. telling
0: you, man. From because what, what she did wasn't like, here's my single, I'm the hot bitch or whatever it was. It was a diss rap on on the acclaimed and and Billy Gunn, but it was done at the level of a bad boy 1990s video shoot, kind of. It had all the right lighting, all the hip hop tropes. All done, high production, and she you know fucking who produced it? killed it. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. Uh, no, I don't. I don't want to speculate. Find out. Yeah.
2: God Whoever it is man. knows. Like what who they're doing. Jw. was good. Damn damn it now i'm gonna have to go watch aw uh uh, yeah you can
0: find that one little clip you know it's fine but uh because i was expecting her to show ass instead she got over and when i say show ass no it doesn't mean sexual like show your ass titties it means like look look like a fool like the the flintstones rap where she would have made herself like i can rap and then she can't no no (laughs) she (laughs) she she put herself in the top five almost with that shit it was fucking strong that's uh, nice. Meltzer would, uh, Meltzer, if he worked for uh, vibe magazine, would have given it four mics. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, AEW Tony Khan addresses report about a list of moves and actions that are now banned and restricted. He says, yes, I want to have a great pro wrestling company, a hard hitting pro wrestling company. Those aren't really crazy changes. It's nothing that's going to change the show. I re- it's really more guidelines for the referee as much as anything else. What it's good stuff for the wrestlers to know. Um, and then you tell them all that, and they go and have a match that does the exact opposite within 48 hours. This is not how you run a locker room, TK. You, you should have had that match with all the shit, and that was the send-off for all the hardcore get-your-shit-in stuff and then come out with it, because that would have made that match look more brutal that you now have to put out rules. Instead, you put right. out the fucking rules, and everyone went, Fuck your rules. Yeah, those things have face fit
1: in rather than yeah. coming down with the gavel, you know, starting this week because of the mayhem. And yesterday we did label it bug and guts, but we never thought we'd see what we did. Yeah. You know, this we have to implement these new rules. And I'm looking at you, John Moxley, and I'm looking at you, Cesaro, and blah blah blah. You know, so then they have to figure out well, how can I do what I want to do. You know, and you know, still get it done. What, and, you know, what'll really anyway,
0: suck? So. What'll really suck is next week. What's uh, Adam Cole's buddy's name from uh, Undisputed? Who's over there? Roderick Strong. Yeah, Roderick, Roderick Strong. Strong. Been wearing a goddamn neck brace for three, four weeks. Good, I like it. But getting over, they haven't really done a lot with it. He's still wearing it. But you watch next week, Wheeler, Utah, get over match. Had it choked yeah. out with a fucking chain. No neck brace for Wheeler, yeah. Utah. And yeah, then he's picking up on two on nine pictures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, like, what, what one guy's working with the other guy My
1: wife and we were watching the show. I'm like, none of these guys should wrestle for a month after this show.
0: No. No. Just to Sell in, it. in real
1: life, to really in real life repair the damage that they had to go you through. You should have marriage.
0: had you should have had five beds back there. They're all laid face down. People are picking pieces of glass and oh, tacks out of their backs. Like, yeah, like, yeah. But that, you know, so and the thing is you knew that wasn't it was all uh, rock candy sugar because there's no way yeah, you're gonna have it yeah but you only got to run water on it to get it to melt it's not going to fester and and be under your skin the rest of your life uh, when you're bumping on that you can really still get scraped up pretty good sure sure sure
2: if they're going to use all that if they want to do all those like gimmick shit and stuff like that because i remember seeing they did the that match with uh, ages ago with mox and um Uh, Kenny Omega and they use the sugar glass shit like that and they're scraping barbed wire on Moxley's back and there's but it's not doing anything so you scrape barbed wire on your back you're gonna fucking start bleeding or you're gonna have some big marks there and there was nothing I'm like like, why would you even do it
0: yeah
2: yeah use the real shit or don't do it at all like make it believable this is just Calm.
0: It's just that his back skin is very calloused and hard where his <laughs> forehead is still he's baby like soft. Yeah, <laughs> he's <getting> rawhide. <laughs> Made of leather. Get me rawhide! <laughs> move him in, move him in. Then you have to get a branding iron
1: and just sear him with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, we're, we're, dude, dude you just, that's not on the band list. We might have right. a fucking branding next week. Branding <laughs> <I asked>. Yeah, <laughs> speaking anyway. of brand speaking of strangler Steve's honest, speaking of branding, Brandy Rhodes has announced she's <laughs> opening her own yoga and Pilates studio. Whoa, baby, whoa, baby. Uh, after her recently certified as a yoga teacher. Brand new Rhodes is set to foray into a wellness industry. On Tuesday, Rhodes took to social media to reveal a plan to open a new yoga and Pilates studio, announcing the new facility will open its doors in the fall of 2023. Through the tweet, Rhodes also shared a photo of her certification to teach yoga, which she apparently received after putting in over 200 hours of preparation. Finally revealed what I've been doing over the last year at last night's red carpet. Uh, She wrote on Twitter, 200 plus hours of yoga and Pilates training has led me to open my own yoga Pilates reformer studio with an in-person virtual app based classes. So much more to come opening fall 2023. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, mommy's got the snapback body. So beautiful. Um, But uh, (laughs) we're in Atlanta. (laughs) <laughs> DDP Yoga edited a lot of stuff for all of Cody's uh, AEW run, and now she's going to open her own celebrity yoga against DDP. I'm very surprised. That's
1: one one location. That's not going to do shit to
0: DDP, right? But I'm surprised, knowing how DDP is a shark week. It's shark week. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to the sharks, right? Uh, that um, you know he didn't go. Let's develop your own whole brand under the DDP yeah. uh, persona for women and moms. Wasn't there. Yeah, you never this, know. You never know. Yeah, because that, that's interesting them. because of money. all close with the here's Dusty's coat and I wanted you to have it and all that stuff. It seemed yeah. like if it's a family affair that you'd plug in because now if she's doing an app based thing, that's global, that's not just local. And to not have the DDP you know brand that's well established behind you and you're we're all carnies it seems to me like that's a no-brainer so the fact that it's not that makes me just as the paranoid wrestler go what happened over there between that family and you know what i mean because otherwise if i was open to my own shit i would absolutely have used all of that uh, juice to get my brand off the ground. You want to use as much of
1: your resources as you can without taking anything out of your own pocket. It's called OPM, other -hmm. people's money. And that's one of the things you learn about first in business school is how to use it instead of your own. way, They're taking the risk and not you, but they get a piece of it, which is what the payback is for. But I think we're overlooking the biggest part of the story is that if she does this, she'll keep herself busy and she won't be coming back to the business which is great for Cody, because yeah. you know how you don't want to have your wife around the biz world. Well, Well, is know, that part it of working? it, too,
0: bro, in the fact that he left, you know, like Punk gets his, his wife on heels. You, Brandy's got value to be in WWE as a Miss Elizabeth or an underling to Stephanie, I think we've pitched, you know what I mean, to be like mm-hmm. the next business uh, real woman that way. Um, but they probably teased it and then shut that down and you know that's probably also a maybe maybe Cody shut it down I was like I'll get her a job don't give her a job don't do yeah. <laughs> you know but at the <laughs> same but at the same time it could just be them being like we'll see if there's a spot for her and it never comes so they got yeah. them kind of like you're all going to eat shit for you know what you did yeah. to us as well it could be either or yeah two year shit sandwich yeah
2: yeah I mean, well, like, t- you don't want your wife around the business, I don't think. And obviously, Cody, with his stuff, he's probably going, yeah, you know what? I'll throw X amount of money so her to go do her little Pilates fucking thing just to keep her busy. busy. Yep. Just stay home, look after the kid. Here's a fucking Pilates studio. Go fucking teach people how to stretch.
0: The whole thing, really, is they probably look at their demographic of who was buying Whoa Baby wine, and it was the Pilates Yoga crossover, thirty to sixty year olds. Well, you know what it is. And, yeah. And, they, and they've got fucking a warehouse full of it, so they're just um, cr- crossing over. Like every time you sign up for a yo- DDP or for Brandy yeah. Yoga, you get a free bottle of Whoa Baby, right? right. And on Wednesday nights we do tastings
1: of my yeah.
0: wine. You know. So we have we have goat, goat goat yoga and wine tasting night every yeah. Wednesday to watch yeah. AEW. It's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. The business. Yeah, man. Um, 200 hours of yoga, hot, sweaty yoga. Um, let's see here, man. I want to save that one for the end. That was one I already read. arn Anderson comments on a big mistake that he feels young wrestlers are making. And Steve, I was interested to hear your take on this because this goes back to Cody for me too. But during his podcast, AEW personality and coach Arn Anderson commented on a piece of advice that he would give to young wrestlers. He says, one thing I want to point out, that you may look through history and see at what point it happens, but if you notice Gene Kaniski and if you notice Steve Austin, one thing that was missing, knee pads. Young guys don't want to wear knee pads. They don't feel they need them or don't want to wear them or whatever is a big mistake. I would advise every young wrestler, male or female, for the first time you step in the ring, knee pads are essential equipment to give you longevity and protecting you. Uh, and I saw Cody try to do that with for about eight months at OVW with no knee pads, and it just became too much. And you just saw his knees getting knotted up, and it's fucked up. It's It's crazy how a small soft uh he didn't work for that
1: first run anyway when he got to wwe
0: yeah and and he went back to it but that that soft um i have um uh, under armor volleyball knee pads that i wear under the the camis you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and that that a holds your knee together and b takes a lot of that smash off it on a face bump what do you think about that i hated knee pads i hated them really and i stopped
1: wearing i wore them probably for the first seven or eight years i was working and um I just one day i just uh, they either slide down because they're too big or they cut your circulation off so when they're at the size where they'd actually stay on because a lot of guys will end up having a tape around them to mm-hmm. keep them up and like i when i find a pair that could fit i had huge legs and uh, when i find a pair that would fit it would just cut my circulation off and what that would do is cause me to blow up faster in the ring because mm-hmm. my blood's not circulating mm-hmm. so i'd have to just get rid of them and i wore like um when I started tagging in, like, 96 or 97, I was wearing, like, these jogger pants that were part of my outfit. And you couldn't see whether I was wearing them or not. And since I moved a lot better without them, I never really did a lot of stuff where I was landing on my knees in the ring. I figured, oh, I'm just going to take these things off. And when I did, I had much better circulation, and I could go twice as long without breathing heavy. Really? So okay. I, I, when I got rid of them, I never went back to them. And when, when I first, first first started, I even wore elbow pads. But it's just it's just – there was no point to them because I I wasn't doing anything that required elbow pads. So it's like, you just think, Oh, I'm a wrestler. I need elbow pads. I need knee pads. And then after a while, it's like, this is just hindering my movements. And I just got rid of them. I kept wrist tape and you do different things with tape for support with your wrists or your hands, or if you have like, you know, a bent finger, you can help kind of support or whatever. But I, so I kept, I kept using tape, but I, I got rid of the padding.
0: Yeah, I never was much of a tape guy because uh, I had the gauntlets and didn't need them as much. But for me, Did knee it help pads. It helps keep your work. wrist
1: straight, like when you're lifting, like if you're scooping somebody. can it, yeah. does it help give you support when you? Yeah, they're,
0: they're, they they definitely. It does gives more rigidity when I have the gauntlets tied up for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not just for looks, they do they do give a little extra support there. Uh, but uh, me smacking my knees, skateboarding for years, I was oh, used yeah. to wearing knee pads. And mine don't fall down, but I got no ass, so my pants always fall down, so I always have to fucking tighten the belt super hard before I go, which cuts off my like wind and my stomach. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let my pants fall down. But I-, I needed those knee pads, I never worn elbow pads or anything like that. But uh, uh, now I even wear a knee wrap with it. But uh, the, the Under Armour volleyball knee pads have always been good for me, and I've, I've had those. Almost uh, over a decade, to be honest with you. I think when I first started OVW or two CW, I had gotten them. So, the I I just uh, my knees are get either burned up from the mat really quickly, if not even when I'm wearing pants, or I, if I smack them on there, it'll be bruised for a month. So I couldn't imagine not wearing them. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to have both sides of that argument, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Pierce. Um, you,
2: you knee pads or no? <laughs> oh man, and look, you know, I I got got a pair for my wife to wear when uh this <laughs> <laughs> special Yeah, pieces. your birthday, like, your Christmas, yeah. All
1: right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Or the rest of the time, he's wearing them when he's scrubbing the toilet and fucking. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's gardening. Hey man, right, oh, and, and, <laughs> yeah. after ten Pull years of, of marriage, three babies, bro, <laughs> that sort of shit fucking died down quick. <laughs> 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 oh, I <get> see <laughs> that rusty. Finally, thing. he's uh, called the. The
1: truth we finally yeah, got some truth a, out of the
0: guy you know that's a real down under friday locker room scoop <laughs> right there <laughs> <He's shy. laughs> uh, yeah this one uh, from this i know i'm going all over the place but the, this from the seth rollins uh interview as well and i don't agree with this and i've heard this from other you know sources or what have you and it's it's a bullshit line seth rollins says the wrestling business is currently the biggest it's ever been Uh, While speaking to TMZ, Rowland's comment on the state of the wrestling business 2023 and the ongoing Hollywood strike could help the industry even further. He says, I mean, silver lining for us, I suppose it's a difficult time for actors and writers. I believe they're doing the right thing, asking for what they deserve. I stand by them, but it's a fortunate part of. Not being part of a union that we're still able to perform for our audiences, people who may not be familiar, now they can get an opportunity to tune in and see what we're all about. I mean, we've never been hotter. Business is the biggest it's ever been. The talent across the board is the best it's ever been. The business is hot right now. We're in a boom. I think when we look back on it, it's going to be a special time. Um I think he's uh, towing the line there, and he knows that it's a bunch of bullshit because, A, you could say, well, people watching the internet and metrics aren't the same. and They steal, and what it says 1.7, we're really at 2.5, whatever the fuck. The quality of work is nowhere near as good as it was from fucking 96 to 2004, 2005, the in-ring. The people you have, whether it's AEW or WWE, a lot of them don't look like stars. And they're rushed to the main roster and their factory properties who never really learned how to work a crowd or understand what psychology really was. It was all just broke down matches, spoon fed for them. Don't look at the camera. Look at the camera. And nobody is talking about pro wrestling. If you go to a fucking high school or even when I was in college, you could say, Stone cold Steve Austin at a bar and somebody would walk up and start talking wrestling with you. Nobody is talking about Seth Rollins on the fucking average and 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 making these household names like The Rock was or Andre or Hogan. So the business is not even close to how big as it ever was, Attitude Era or WWF Superstars Era. And these types of lies while you're walking around fucking looking like Elton John Illuminati Fun Boy right off of Epstein Island is fucking not impressing anyone. And it's a stupid look to say that stuff, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and they're coming up to the show from, uh, where were they, uh, in England, where, you know, it was the biggest gate they ever had. but That's because they're charging more money. It's not because they have more s- they sold out 147,000 seats. It's that they charged 700 pounds for a front row ticket or whatever. Like WrestleMania front row seats are like 4,800 bucks a piece. Back when I first started going to WrestleMania, my first WrestleMania I ever went to was WrestleMania 11. I think it was and front row tickets for that were like $200. So it's it's much greater money coming out, you know, than there is like, then it it appears like they did the show in um, Puerto Rico Huge success to sell out, and they charge a shit ton because they hadn't been there in 15 years, and people are, you know, entertainment starved, and they want to finally see a wrestling show in person. But if you're going to tell me that it was stronger than it was in 1987 when they had 300 house shows a year where they'd sell out with Hulk Hogan on top against Killer Khan or Kamala, even though they weren't great main events, but it had Hulk Hogan as a part of it. You went and saw it, you know? Yeah. So, And I was there for those. I used to go to the Boston Garden every single month and watch hulk hogan and it was a sell every time and you were lucky just to get it in the door and there'll be a line down the street like you know waiting to get in that in the afternoon the show doesn't start until eight o'clock at night that's just
0: beautiful. going out and and do but I mean, 14 bucks they weren't, yeah.
1: they weren't 250 bucks now when billy ray valentine goes to see a show with uh, madison square garden with his family and it's just a house show no less mm. he ends up having to spend 650 bucks i think it was to bring a family of four <laughs> to a two
0: and a half hour house show it's not worth it no No. especially when the content that they're giving you is is nowhere near as much yeah
2: but you know what like strangler steve you've just mentioned andre hogan and like Ben, you've mentioned rock austin all these names right now in about 20 to 30 years time when there's, three, when there's the new Bin Hameen, the new Piers and the new Strangler Steve doing their show on Channel Attitude, and they're going to be sitting there. Who are they going to be talking about going, our generation of Seth Rollins? Ro, yeah, I mean, like, uh, any of the names that we currently see in WWE or AEW, for that matter, who is going to be remember memorable? Who's had the most memorable run in the last 20 years or has been a memorable character or star since, let's say, Cena?
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, and and Brock was the crossover kind of in between that bridge, and he's probably the last one. And they'll go, Well, Roman held it for this many days. You know, Bruno held it for whatever in respect of Bruno's career. But I don't look at Bruno San Martino as like, Unless you were an Italian immigrant, really, who was like, this is our guy, right? Like, I, I don't look at that. like, his work was just some of the best I can't miss. Oh, you I'm motherfucker. Right?
1: I'll, I'll fucking cut <laughs> your throat.
0: <laughs> Wasn't my guy. My family Wasn't was my... built on Bruno San Martino, you <laughs> fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he held it. But is he anything more than a reference to uh, a title uh, reign? You know what I mean? Well, he also had
1: like you know 187 consecutive sellouts of Madison Square Garden. So I'm not to- saying this, I'm
0: not saying he wasn't a draw, but I'm I'm saying to the point of 20 years from now, like Pierce is saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. At that time people were raised on him. Hogan made it to that. I don't think people look at it the same way. If he didn't have the number tied to him so my point is the only guy is is roman and even a lot of that yeah, stuff roman, yeah that's all people that's
1: roman maybe sammy zane because you know his last year with, uh, but i mean they, they're killing him now they
0: yeah but he's you done know, they haven't yeah. kept
1: him strong at all but you had um, you had
0: owens with have. austin and they didn't do anything past yeah. that now he's a mad roman guy sammy,
1: they, they they got him high and then they kick their legs out from under him every time they get a little too close to the sun they knock their ledge out from under them and make them build them up again. And that kills them in that hothead crap that they do now. It's just so stupid and haha that they're, they're going to kill any kind of credibility they could really have with the guy yep. long term. Because he couldn't be that barroom brawler Steve Austin type, but they think he's, he's funnier, though, than, than making them serious. And, you know, it, it, they, they just kill his momentum, but they could make him a much, much bigger star.
0: Yeah, they have the, the means to do it, uh, Pierce, with a uh, Drew, but instead, yeah. Give him a sword. Get him out there in a kilt. Like yeah. we need way bigger stakes to connect them to people. Like the, they have the ability to do it, but they choose to make no stars. So but you know what?
2: Like who, who do you think uh, Drew McIntyre pissed off to wear the kilt and the sword?
0: I think that's just Vince being completely toned off. That sword was given to him by uh Stephanie and game as a Christmas present or what have you because I think they probably all watch the Highlander together or what, the fucking Mel Gibson gimmick and that's all he knows about Scottish culture is kilt, sword, fucking freedom and fucking mm-hmm. run, you know, like in William Peter Wallace. Yeah, William, William Wallace yeah, shit. That's yeah. all he knows. Brave it's either that or else you're going to be fucking groundskeeper Willie. You brave, choose. Brave you, want a lawn, you want a lawnmower <laughs> or a Braveheart? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Do you think the thing is with Zayn and Owens is because they don't look like stereotypically? That's like a w- lot of them, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, go, oh yeah, they got over. Oh, they're getting a bit too over. Let's bury that shit yeah. down. <laughs>
0: Well, look at Vince. He's fucking 70 years old, gassed out of his mind, paying 10, 20 grand to be on the cover of muscle and fitness. Then you got these two fat body guys who look like they're who are fanboys who absolutely know how to work. We worked with Steve Mm -hmm. plenty great on the mic and and can get over. No problem. But you're going to try and push them like they're fucking big John stud or some shit. Right. And they're not. Instead, we don't lean into the fact that he's a dad bod and he's a good dad and he's an everyman. We say he's the prize fighter. Okay. Show me some of his prize fights. I'd love to see the Kevin Owens boxing reel and Oh, there isn't one. Okay. So he's not a prize fighter and he, he, but he knocks people out. Let me see some of his best knockouts. Oh, he doesn't knock anybody out. Cool. Uh, so that now we're fucked out of the gate because we're making something somebody completely somebody wanted phony. to have the KO yeah.
1: initials. It's just because so Ka- Yeah, yeah. Because Cassius was gone, so they needed yep. to put it on somebody. Yeah. That's and, the, and it's, it's how it is.
2: Even the prize fighter and stuff like that, of ha- having him with, going around earlier in his career at WWE, being like the like, almost like a bully ca- type of character, bro, I know a lot of prize I know a lot of fighters bro in all in different types of disciplines in combat sports. most combat sports fighters aren't gonna act like that so it's kind of like takes it out of the realm of like all right, you're a prize fighter, but prize fighters don't act like that they don't carry themselves like that maybe
0: right? he looked at him and said he looks like butterbean to me and it was that fast it goes down the hill bro like that's how quick they make a decision on something stupid instead yeah. of going he looks like a guy in the crowd, but he can work start there. Okay. If you're a guy in the crowd and go, "I look like Kevin Owens yeah, and I could get in there man. against Brock." That's everything. The every man should have been everything for him and they've never even come fucking close to scratching the surface on that, bro. Mm.
2: It's the same with Sami Zayn, though. Like Sami Zayn is kind of like the like he got he really just got himself over with personality, you know, mm. and that, yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, I guess, circumstance-wise, he didn't oh, really. The, story, yeah. he, the reason he got over is because he showed ass and became a low-stakes character with Johnny Knoxville. He committed to the bit, and yeah. a low-stakes character can uh, uh, is something we're interested in because we want to see the transition into a high-stakes character. I talked about this at UWE the other night um a high stakes character cannot transition into a low stakes character once they do they've lost their integrity Kevin Owens is the perfect example of that belt or no belt when Kevin Owens was tied up in the rope taking fucking headshots with the chair we never felt for Kevin Owens more than we did because we all have friends and we all would not want to see them uh while we have to make the Sophie's choice of hurt my friend or do what I need to do that's real emotional connection right now he Obviously. gets mad and hot or whatever the fucking stupid little game is they're playing out. He was a high-stakes character, and now he's playing a low-stakes game, and you see right through it, and there's no integrity there. Sami Zayn can get hit, get caught in a big mouse trap, hit by a big flying hand, get his nuts tased, fucking baby face powder in the eye, whatever. Then that gets over because he showed ass and endeared himself to the crowd, right, and got the rub yeah. from Hollywood. Gets into the fucking bloodline. We know this is a white guy outsider dealing with tribal natives. And we're telling the fucking Christopher Columbus story. We're telling how many different ones of uh, that we could have with jungle fever where the the colonist falls in love with the native girl. We didn't even get to that part, but they set it up for him to have to take bullets and prove his worth that he would do it and not betray his friend, but show his loyalty to the bloodline that now we're taking a low stakes character. We're raising him up high stakes and we're on that journey until he gets to the point of the highest stakes possible, and they didn't pay it off by having him go over on Roman. They made the choice to have heels stay up there, and fucking now look at them. They're way back down, and there's no real thing that's going to raise them back up into that level. The only thing they could do that would be equal after you lose a belt and you've been at the top with the belts and they got both tag belts, took it off the Usos, is to go into a blood feud so the real money is owens versus zane because of some catalyst that happens out of that but they've already been to the top and they're on the back side of the mountain now
2: plus i think the, the the zane and thing zane and owens has been done to death as well like they've already had like you know what i mean like could there be another feud between the two of them or it just be like bleeding, it like flogging a dead horse
0: um, no, I think you can, you can really have some type of insight, uh, incident that sends things in a trajectory that way where the friendship is over, you know, like, uh, it's interesting. It's still not that I care too much of, I mean, I guess I do it's a big shout out to Kenny Bowen who just got home from the hospital, uh, and he's resting at home. Shout out King B, um, is, uh, you know, his friendship with Cornette after 40 years, that's captivating to me. Why? How you can be friends? And it, it, maybe it's me personally. It stings me. I've had two of my best friends uh, that I came one I came up with from college all the way through Chicago comedy and was one of my best wrestling buddies, who just stopped talking to me. Won't uh, we lived together for two two and a half years, man? Oh, uh, you know, and uh, there was no outside incident. I don't know if it's the wrestling jealousy or uh, I'm just not worthy any of his time anymore. Just cut me off after fucking eight years of being best friends. Then the same thing happened with my man, Ali from the insurgency who moved down under and has a beautiful wife and kid and is, and that's his life. And uh, I I hope he's doing the best. Wouldn't say after, (laughs) after I hooked us up with the fucking Sergeant Slaughter and, uh, and, uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan match uh, at 2CW where we debuted, And they got a little heat of their own by saying some things they shouldn't have. Uh, They were out. They they weren't invited back. And ever since then, it's been kind of silent on the fucking vine. So friendships can die like that. And maybe that's just me being triggered for my own shit. But uh, how many other people out there feel that exact same way? It's interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a a different level there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to bring truth and comedy and reality into it. And if I was writing it, I would take those Things from my own life and the emotions that I still feel and am somewhat, you know, like I don't want to say I hate the word triggered, but like you feel it when you think about it, you know, of why, what did I do, da da da, that introspective stuff and and asking that, and then you get no response, you're left in the wind. There's probably that's probably a pretty uh, common human experience that doesn't get explored a lot, and here we have the opportunity to tell that story. Because what do you yeah. really, what do what do I really want at the end of the day from Kevin and Ali? I'd like French. to be friends. Yeah, we were best <laughs> friends. We, we rode all over together. We cut our teeth together. We we had nothing but labor of love together. We performed together. And and that's common experience. I don't think there was any point where we had a falling out. And then they just ghosted me, right? And and now here we are. Uh, could Could we reconcile? That's a big part of the human emotion and condition too. After you hurt someone, can you say I'm sorry and come back? They did it once with getting them back together. And that was a huge yeah. moment. We can we can do that again. We can do that again. Uh, WWE reported has high interest in Nick Aldis following 2023 Slam Anniversary pay-per-view. According to Mike Johnson a PW Insider uh, via Stooge report, Aldis' re- uh, return impact has ended following his loss to Alex Shelley on Slammiversary pay-per-view. Aldis had reportedly signed a short-term deal with the company. PW Insider know that numerous WWE sources today confirm that there's high interest in using Aldis now. that He's once again a free agent. It's believed that Aldis' name has been discussed uh, initially as a pretend a potential producer i mean sure you know he's got plenty of experience with nwa but the guy is fucking james bond 007 good looking regal and that has it and he's he's in the ring to hire him to bring him in as a producer when there's plenty of you know value still left on him where you could mix him in as a top guy instead of putting him through the nxt program is there but they're just going to put him in a suit backstage to fucking give finishes. Of course, they are.
2: Do you think they look at his age and go, Well, how odds how old is he? He'd be close to 40, right?
0: Yeah. I'd also look at the age of our young people and go, Why do their matches suck so bad?
2: And I like, go, Let's,
0: let's put a 40 year old guy in there who knows what the fuck they're doing.
2: No, no, dude, I'm not saying don't hire him because of his age and don't put him in the ring for his age, but do you think yeah. they're looking at it going, Okay, he's 40. How can we long term invest in this guy? Uh, oh, here, I,
0: here's, here's how that conversation goes down. Oh, Nick Wallace had a good match. Da, da, da. What do you think about him as a producer? Or what do you think about him as a worker? Uh, Yeah, man, he, he can get it done in the ring. How old is he? I'm not sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody just goes, how old is he? And doesn't say anything. And that means too old to be on camera here, bro. But that's bullshit to me. Mm. He looks no, like a million I, I, bucks.
2: I'm not saying that's the case. No. I'm,
0: I'm just that's saying. How, like, that's <laughs> how fast it takes for not saying it is, is what you're saying that the guy is too old. If somebody just asks the question, they're, they're baiting that, you know what I mean? To be like, Oh, he's 30, he's 36. He, he can't start him now. Like looking for any out to bury the guy. And instead of going, there's fucking money on that guy. Let's, let's get him over. Um, What's interesting to me. And I, I'm not sure, obviously, uh everything they did with Mickey and, and how all that went and the apologies and garbage bags, whatever, Um, he's got some good faith bank there. You know what I mean? I'm sure they want to do the right thing afterwards, but it's not like he needs to rely off of that. He's got all the skills. It's what's interesting to me in the same time that Cody left AEW after being his baby, the NWA thing was all his baby and left as well what's going on with these top guys who are good baby face workers, but then they get into a position where <laughs> you got to be the fucking guy backstage. And it's easier to go, fuck it. I'm out of here. <laughs> like uh, I'm not dealing with this frustration anymore. Striz.
1: Well, it's easy when you're talent to move away from those situations, but you know how it is when, like I tell you, when you go to run a locker room, you can't be afraid to be the daddy. And you know, you can't be afraid of the heat because it's going to come regardless and if you can't take it, you will not be able to make it in that producer's mm-hmm. role. The thing is that they haven't even hired the guy. They already want to get him out of his boots without even at least giving him <laughs> a, a year on TV to be like, hey, if he does a year, even if we don't do a lot with him, he'll be able to be even a better producer because they'll see in the ring how we do things mm-hmm. and that'll make him even a, a, a more valuable producer. And I mean, L.A. Night wasn't until he was 40 was he on tv and but he already knows the game he knows how to get over he knows how to make yeah. himself into something that people want to see and back in the day in the 70s and 80s you never even got to wrestle in new york until you were in your 40s because that's how long it took you to finally get it like how the, the nuance of wrestling of being able to just work a guy's arm for 20 minutes at a house show and still get lots of heat the, the, just that's how you learn over the years so you had to be a real seasoned veteran to get a, a look in uh back in the WWF days, but now it's like, well, shit, you're 20? Oh, kid, you're halfway over the hill. What the fuck? Why, what took you so long to get here? Or whatever. Like, mm. They had to sign Thea Hale to NXT, and she was still in high school. Like, What was the rush? You couldn't have had to do you know, yeah. two years in college like before you brought up? Back in the day, when I was doing jobs in the early 90s, in 92, I think it was the first time I went to go do a job, you had to be at least 205 pounds, and you had to be Like out of high school, like and they and used to say, like Vince only wants to use guys who are either in college or college graduates. He does because if you hadn't gone through college mentally, Vince thought you were immature and didn't want to have you around, so he only wanted like people who are in college or college graduates because that's and he used to like say he had like this friend who was from Harvard, you oh, know. So Vince used to take like that mentality of, well, he's you know, very seasoned, you know, he went to Harvard, he's. Very smart. Obviously, you have to be smart to go to Harvard and be a Harvard graduate, or all these things like that. Would you know? You have some life experience. Now they want the exact opposite. They want you as dumbed down as possible, so they can make sure you have like no bad habits, so they can manipulate you into the you know the cookie dough that they want you to be. And Nikki Cross,
0: Nikki Cross gets her master's and gets squashed out in the same week. In in (laughs) eighteen seconds, right? So you know, it just goes to show you they
1: want you to be. Uh, Young and stupid and hungry and willing to literally sell your soul to get on TV. They don't want you to know how to work already. You want to work their style. Back in the day, wrestling was a conglomerate of several styles. Now it's all the WWE style, which they started incorporating with uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard back in 2000 when they were starting to do WWE camps. But, uh, you know, now you get, like, when people say, you know, wrestling can be kind of boring match-wise... Like a guy like Seth Rollins, who's a phenomenal hand, but now does has been doing the exact same match now for the past five years with you know the Falcon Zaro Up on Two, Buckle Bomb, yeah. the whole every spot is exactly the same because now we know yeah. how to shoot him. We all the cameramen are in the same place. They give you the exact same match every week, the exact same entrance every week. You don't even have to watch New Wrestling. You can just watch the old shit. It's the exact same as the new shit.
0: Yeah, so that's why we're is, usually but... going home on Raw. I'm like, well, we know who's over here. I'm going to leave sideburns a half hour early and then fucking I'll watch the last two minutes in the morning. Cause I know the finish. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, but, that's all I need to know is the finish.
1: To bring it back to the original point of when you have a guy like Nick Aldous, who's never been on WWE TV as a featured player could be kind of a refreshing thing because he looks like a grown adult male. Who's an athletic person who goes to the gym. Wow. He can actually do something in the ring. You know, he might look impressive. No, he doesn't look like he's 18, but that's half the charm of it. The British accent, you maybe the suits, you know the whole nine yards. Is, it's something different that we haven't seen in a while, and maybe could, heaven forbid, it might get over.
0: In my ghetto, oh, not without us saying. Do you think right. you uh, would you take just as a major fuck you? I would name something else like the uh, Chelsea Athletic Camp instead of the Blackpool Combat Club, and fucking put Regal with him and put some other British guy, UK guys, yeah. together, and have <laughs> hey, a Regal crew. Regal? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. use Regal yeah. while they're over there doing that shit. Like that's the fuck you, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. some good. And value have William
1: right Regal go. This is the. Best group the best of wrestlers group I've ever worked. Ever seen. These guys—they're <laughs> the toughest, the meanest, the most vile
0: wrestlers. Nobody anywhere in this planet I have could beat never these. Never met anybody who
1: could even lace their boots. <laughs> not in Japan. No, not in Japan. No. <laughs> not
2: not in one in of them laced to every five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's no midgets here either. All <laughs> men. Dude, if you had Drew, fucking him, and Sheamus together, you yeah. might not be able, and then Cesaro jumps shit back over and you put them together, that would be strong. That would be oh. some serious strong
1: fuck you right there. I would, um, now I would sign, I'll just, if somebody approached me with that angle, I'd be like, get him over here. Get him. I want him, I want him yeah. here Friday.
0: Yeah. 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 The
1: whole thing, and we're going to do it on Monday. Yep.
0: Somebody tell Mike Johnson to go tell somebody. By the way,
1: like, uh, Monday Night Raw could use something like that. This has been yeah. a very bland show lately. Something like sure. that could spice things up.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. They did this past week's Raw. We uh, did have positive notes where they actually had callbacks and brought back characters that they did business with in the first hour to actually oh, I'm, influence. Just I'm so
1: interested with Brock and influence Cody, hour that my brain three. Just yeah. shuts itself
0: off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't anything groundbreaking that you couldn't miss, but, uh, whatever, we were talking about younger stars here and, uh, this one's uh, referee Nick Patrick on in the mixed feelings he gets from AEW's Nick Wayne. At age 18, Nick Wayne made his AEW debut against Swear Strickland last week in the up and counter. It created a lot of buzz around his story to get such a big stage from uh, former WCW referee Nick Patrick has mixed feelings about Wayne's age. He said uh, on his podcast on the Monday Mailbag, he offered up his thoughts. He said, when you're that young, your bones and stuff are still developing. and In our business, we are slam dancing, brother. We are stunts and it's tough on your body even if you do it right to be starting at that age when your bones are still growing and developing he'll be getting injuries that could uh last uh that could last him for the rest of his life at 14 15 years old i'm just not down with that uh patrick said that he's seen others in the industry who trained when they were young and while there's are happy to allow it that's not something he's on board with personally i agree with that man uh, oh, he also said, "Here's a child, also an adult situation in locker rooms. It's just something I have mixed feelings well, about." He's 18
1: now; he's not 14 anymore. Yeah, but
0: he was training when he was 11. Yeah. He, what he's saying is like, you know, and and I think you being, uh, you know, a, a gym guy too, of like, should kids at, at age 11 to 16 be lifting heavy and, and all that type of stuff while you're growing? You know, what what mm-hmm. damage are we doing beyond? So uh, interesting. I don't think he's just saying he shouldn't be, but. Uh, the match where they get their shit in at the end, kind of, I mean, it was AEW Darby Allen one hundred and one, as opposed to Buddy Wayne, Rip Rogers school of wrestling. And they had the wrong finish. The kid should have won on. No
1: way. I I agree that he should have done a job because he's his first time out there. He should be nervous. He's small as hell, young, inexperienced. And he's working Strickland who, but but before that
0: they had, they had Strickland do a run in uh, on the match before come through. Darby's going to come down at the end of this one. Why didn't Darby come down and do a baby face distraction retribution wise? Doing into something small package get over on him. I, Strickland I, gets up right away. I
1: like that. I like that Strickland was up and it was okay. clean. But it's just that's Darby shouldn't be putting his nose in the match if he's a baby face. He shouldn't be interfering anyway. Let the kid take a loss. And give him you know, give him some hair on his chest and let him see how how it's going to be when. Dobby's not there to him or whatever. We he got that heat last
0: week, and we didn't pay off any of it this week. Well, <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, we got new rules. You got to fork somebody. We need 55 minutes of fucking slamming guys on a bed of nails. <laughs> 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 um, you know, I met the kid when he was like five years old, four years old, when when uh, his dad came uh, to train with us at OVW. It was great great uh, weekend training with Buddy Wayne, but uh, I, I'm kind of with uh, – like it's dangerous to bring kids like that in the locker room man. like i don't care if you grew up in the business or not there's a lot that uh you might not be ready for mentally where people will fuck with you be just be and it's nothing to say nick wayne's got any attitude issue at all the fact that you're on tv and you took somebody's spot (laughs) is enough for them to get the knives to carve you up yeah i'm sure darby's
1: hearts in the right space you know in the right place trying to get the kid a job and everything and but, like, you know, what? what's to say he couldn't go out there and just give a couple of years to see if, one, if he wants to do this for a full-time living? Because some people are just happy being weekend warriors and they, they don't want more than that. and They go out and live yeah. a regular life and then every two, three weekends, they get to pretend they're something more than they are. But, like, at least if the kid go out there and maybe earn a couple of stripes on his own instead of handing on a contract at 16 and be like, when you're 18, you're going to, you know, there's, there's nothing to fight for at that point. You've already got the job. So yeah. he's walking in at 18... It's like when Tommy Rich was like NWA World Champion at like 19 years old. Like, where do you go from there? So
0: and, the and, and NXT's old, got Simon the girl 30, who's 19 too, right? Like yeah. It did, yeah hell. You
1: know. That's what I was talking about. Got signed while she was in high school. So in 10 years, you've already seen this person for 10 years. They're not even 30 years old yet, and they're completely washed up. Then what? <laughs> well, no it's not you anymore.
2: It's kind of like Soraya, though, right? Because, like, Soraya debuted in... in yeah, she in was
1: already... Her neck was trash when she was 25, you know, because of it.
2: Well, she got signed at night, like, at 18 or 19, yeah. and she's now, yeah. like, 28, 29, and... and she can hardly you know. walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what is
0: so she going to do when she's 48,
1: 49?
0: Only fans yeah. in a wheelchair?
1: Yeah. She'll be blowing in a straw to move her wheelchair. <laughs> you
0: know. Well, not a straw. Uh, <laughs> uh, our final story of the day is this was a great Friday locker room. You guys are an hour and 42 minutes and it feels like it's been 15. So I, I love that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you guys getting your value here at channelattitude.com. Uh, this is, uh, something I saw I just dropped. I'm kind of surprised we're within one degree of separation, I guess. But, uh, Booker T says, can you imagine the praise I would get from WWE if I beat the hell out of Ryback? Uh, During his podcast, he addressed it. He says, Ryback put out a challenge for me to fight. He said, Bellator fight. Look, Bellator don't want no parts of a fight between Booker T and Ryback. Reality of wrestling might put something on that, but no real big organization is going to do anything like that. But as far as the challenge goes, I accept Ryback's challenge to fight. Now, this is what I need to do, what Ryback needs to do. Just go out on his platform and say, anytime he sees Booker T in public, it's a green light between both of them, and nobody's going to get sued. If we just happen to run into each other and something happened to happen, it just happened. Uh, let's just say, but I'm not going to go looking for a fight or anything. That's not, that's just not me because, you know, you never call a person out to a fight. You never know what a person is capable of. But as far as defending yourself, my God, man, I'm always about defending myself. Um, so he's not saying no, and he's saying it, it's on site. <laughs> so... Booker T wants Ryback to go on his podcast and go anytime, any place. So if they're in fucking Charlotte Airport or whatever the fuck together, it, it's on in front of the Chick Fil right A for no Cinnabon. for no money for <laughs> no money
2: whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, the Booker Cinnabon is, right there. Booker like, T, I reckon, would straight fuck Ryback up. Like, I disagree. You reckon Ryback would like smash the fuck out of Booker T, dude?
0: Ryback, and not to say say that Booker T is not a tough motherfucker. He's in great shape, looks awesome. And uh, you know, and he's been in this business forever and knows how to take care of himself. If Ryback gets a hold of you, yeah. it, it, the the strength alone, bro, of like let me get around your neck, let me put you in a front face lock, you're not going, you're not going anywhere, bro. I've chained, with him, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've chained right. with him when he's, yeah, I've chained li- with him when he's like, you
0: know, no. So, uh, that, that, you know, you might have nice hands, but if he gets in on you, dude, it, it could be real. Right, fighting
1: with a lot of, uh, bad shit that's happened to him in the last 10 years professionally. Yeah. And he's got a lot of, uh, pent up aggression. And as much as I love Booker T, mm-hmm. I want to see him get his lights knocked out with, uh, two seconds worth of, uh, face snap against a dude who just loved to, Take some of that aggression out on anybody, you You're
0: you're really getting the beating that Vince McMahon deserves. You're getting the beating, like, so many people in his mind that fucked with him. You're getting all He's not fighting
1: Booker T. He's fighting the industry that took a shit on him in public, you know? And
0: Booker T's not really fighting for himself. He's just fighting to be like, dude, you're a fucking idiot if you talk shit to WWE and you want to come back. He's towing the company line, so he doesn't have the bigger stake. Like I said, he's not a pussy, but if it came down to it... I'd way rather fight Booker T than I would Stevie Ray. <laughs> uh, I'll put it that way. So, And that's the one degree of separation because where Booker didn't have Ryback on his podcast and he's got his little co-host who laughs at everything like every Dirt Sheet co-host does, uh, you know, at least Stevie Ray had him over there to talk that real shit back and forth uh, like he does uh, uh, only on his channel because he doesn't have to tow any company line. You know, and it's not like Ryback's like, I'm going to fuck your brother up. I hate him. But it's the fact that Booker's coming out towing the WWE line when the heat was there with him. He put himself kind of in the crosshairs with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah um but either way uh i'm sure he'll show up with two coolers full of food because that's how he rolls regardless most of the time (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah man uh right back up on that one and it's weird that booker's kind of egging it on to go yeah let's fucking do it and on site and going bellator wouldn't put it on and all i'm thinking of i go that'd be a nice uh main event for stevie mania i'd be happy to work the undercard fighting two dirt sheet goofs and have that be the main draw in philly at wrestlemania 40 see the dollar signs on that one right there strangler a lot for yeah,
1: i'd go and get
0: a ticket <laughs> <laughs> it could outshine that show if we if was put together uh would outshine the wrestlemania main event probably say again
2: buddy which uh dirt sheet marks are you fighting
0: Oh, I put out the challenge to uh, uh, cock betting and uh, lost sheep to lost shepherd. Like I'd fight them both on the same night if they wanted to because they keep trying to talk that shit, and then they disrespect more veterans, whether it's K1 Hunter, Russo Brand, or... They think that I'm, you know, a nobody, and that's perfectly fine where I like to be in their minds. So if yeah. I'm not that, uh, then then let's do it. They want negative spotlight all the time, like that's what they want. Well, I'm gonna give you the chance to get the spotlight. Five rounds each, back to back. Uh, if one of them, if uh cock biting goes down in the first round, the other guy gets up, gets in the ring and we fucking keep going. So, you know, that that but they talk all that shit. But when it's time to pay off any heat or really get the spotlight, like they claim that they want or the, their actions where they just say some wild shit to get, it, you know, uh, out there in the Twitterverse. Here's your chance to make some money so you can pay off your CM Punk fucking lawsuit. <laughs> Keep your Porsche. <laughs> instead, <laughs> Instead, uh, they, when the line is truly drawn in the sand, they fucking tuck tail and show what bitches they really are, bro. So I'm here, ready to strap them up, ready to put the show on, ready to make some money, ready to fucking be the big talk of the fucking WrestleMania weekend. And instead, they'll bring their kids and hide out in the fucking hotel lobby, ready to ambush Mustafa Ali for an autograph. That's <laughs> oh, bitch, man. <laughs> uh, straight bitch. Oh, uh, y'all, uh, man. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, line them up. We'll knock them all out. I, I mean, if there's a third dirt sheet right out, I guess I'd fight three in one night. That's no problem. That's old UFC <laughs> rules, right? Why me?
2: I'll take one of them. Uh,
0: yeah, well, I would say, I thought you were going to be like, fight me. I was like, I don't want to no, no, fight you. I don't want to fight you, bro. Oh man. But, uh, from down under, man, we're real proud of you. Like I said, dude, with everything and impact and just keep, making the industry grow down there and, and trying and to impart as much wisdom as you can. And, uh, obviously when you think you're over, you ain't over as Rip would say. So run the Island of inmates with all your fucking Nutella addictions and whatever that other spread is. You put on some shit. Uh, what the fuck is that? Vegemite? You, Holy yeah. f- oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's all. Like I need more hair on my chest. That's the last thing I fucking need uh <laughs> uh but uh y'all what's going on with the pierce austin network man
2: man i'm just dropping content i'm recording podcasts like nearly every day bro i'm banking shit up bro we got some crazy stuff going on man we're deal stepping outside of the pro wrestling world man we're doing a lot more of the combat sports okay. uh the comedian stuff like that i've been in talks with uh you know i'll mention it here but i've been in talks with michael francis former uh awesome. high-ranking member of the colombo family which i'm trying to get him on my podcast so sure. if that can if i can pull that one off man that's going to be you know what a very big episode for me but man i'm just grinding away bro doing my thing commentating all over uh mma boxing muay thai professional wrestling doing my managing thing bro and uh man the best place to get the best contact besides i mean media group bro is uh the piers austin channel so uh Absolutely. make sure you go like share subscribe you'll see a few interviews with bin hameen that i've done in the past and uh, a lot of the hmg uh names and faces that you used to see in here you'll uh, also see on the piers austin channel
0: yeah y'all, yeah, well, man give it a subscribe for sure i think that'd be great with michael francis uh, those are always like to look back at the work that we do, and I have no doubt that you'll, it'll happen and the stars will align, you'll get them. Because when I look back at David Icke or John McAfee or uh, Crazy Bone, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Pat Miletic, uh, uh, you know, there's so many great, great uh Shows that you weren't expecting when you look back, like, wow, I can really hang my hat as a podcaster and journalist on, man. So you keep pushing all that and being a great dad as well. Don't let the dingoes eat your baby. Uh, any of them. Oh, and <laughs> Make sure you put your knee pads on when you're scrubbing the toilet out there. uh Striz, we mall walking today. What's going on in the 100, 118 degree motherfucking heat out there? It's, I saw 118. It's a motherfucker. It was
1: 119 <laughs> 10 minutes yesterday it reached the I 119 we broke a record from 1974. it's been a freaking I don't know, man months since we've had a drip of rain and How much uh, would I have
0: to pay you to, to go take your nutsack out and just put it on the hood of your car for thirty <laughs> seconds? <laughs>
1: That's for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, dude. They're actually every every night on the news they have somebody who's baking cookies in their car. It's like yeah. the, the thing out here. You know, <laughs> someone will put a like a, or a skillet on the sidewalk and leave it there for about an hour, and then crack an egg it in it and you watch the just egg. Cookies. Let her
0: go. Wow. It's
1: ridiculous it's just the way it is out here in phoenix arizona i'm looking forward to getting back to rhode island maybe next year so yeah. I-, I miss living on a peninsula surrounded by the ocean <laughs> <'Cause> this <laughs> landlocked shit isn't working for me yeah, 120 man. degrees but uh, yeah it's just nuts we probably we probably will do a mall walk pig get sit get out of the house and walk somewhere with a nice air-conditioned mall and get out of the house for a little bit it's really that's all I can do is like run to your car sweat your ass up in your car because it's you know a, a sweat box Go to somewhere with air conditioning for about an hour or two, then kind of rush to get back home, back to the air conditioning. It's just that heat heat just
0: drains that energy on you once that hot gets on you, bro. It's two months
1: of very uncomfortable weather to have uh, 10 months of amazing weather. And when it's 72 degrees on Christmas and you're wearing shorts and sandals, you know, you you just can't beat it. So, well, that's
0: the flip of being a Northeastern. It's 10 months of dog shit for two months of good. Right. (laughs) The the return
1: (laughs) on investment really isn't there, but. You do get things like beautiful seasons out here. There's just no seasons. It's summer and super summer, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much about it. But uh, I do miss like the fall, like in being in Rhode Island or in New England, like all the trees that turn colors. So you miss that kind of stuff. You miss the color mm-hmm. green. You don't get any of that out here. No. Everything's pretty much beige and brown, and that's that's all there is. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I got to uh, listen to. Um, yeah, Wednesday locker room. This week yeah, I just guys.
0: uploaded that. Yeah, big big Wednesday locker room yeah, we, episode. We, uh, free
1: had a um, the question this week to get a shout out was who was the uh, WWE or WWF Intercontinental Champion when you first started watching wrestling? And we had lots of uh, dudes uh, coming in. We had thirty five uh, shout outs this week because of that. Nice. Question. So I'll ask the two of you guys, who was the WWE Intercontinental Champion when you first started watching wrestling? Uh, Piers will go to you first.
2: Fuck. Um. Fuck! Here's I come back here. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, uh, no, I have to look. Eighty five.
1: Eighty five. So like Tito Santana, Greg the Hammer, Valentine.
2: Yeah, probably. So, so. i was got three years old. To be honest, oh, so I okay. can't Right they,
1: they were the ones who owned it in '85. That's the year before Savage came in and got it in '86 in the Boston Garden. By the way, beat Tito Santana with the foreign object. Craziness, and that's what really would set the Macho Man on fire. How about you, uh, Ben? Who was the intercontinental?
0: I'm trying to think? 80, 83 would that have been Patterson? No, 83 uh,
1: by Morocco or Morocco.
0: Patrick? I was probably gonna say the rock down Morocco in there too, yeah. So, um, I mean, I remember uh, that was uh, all the Fuji stuff uh, when and, and all that going on then, man. So uh, 83 was my first one. And I remember mainly, though, Rick Rude era, uh, you know, and Jake yeah. Roberts. Early That's what 90s. Really said, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. A, for me, it was Tito Santana with his first run with the green sure. Intercontinental belt that actually was seen at the original WrestleMania. He had the, the, the little crappy-looking, like, uh, tin belt that they had for him at the time. Yeah. And then yeah. Greg the Hammer and Valentine won the belt from him. And then when he lost it back to Tito, he took the belt. After I think it was a cage match, and destroyed the belt, tore, tore it apart limb from limb, and they came out with a new, like what became as the classic right. Reggie Parks made Intercontinental Championship belt with the red WWF logo on there, and that was a, a classic belt to behold for over a decade after that, so that was that was pretty cool, and then Cody Rhodes brought it back after they had that oval Intercontinental belt mm-hmm. for quite a few years, so yeah, that. Classic times in pro wrestling back then. So, always, my
0: always, my I was always an IC uh, fan over the world title. Oh, me too, of man. It was too. a belt that <laughs> had a
1: chance of changing hands because with Hogan on top, you knew it wasn't going anywhere. But the no. Intercontinental belt could be held by a good guy, a bad guy. You just didn't know what was going to happen with it. It was an awesome title. All the best wrestlers had it and everything. So, but uh, this coming week on Tuesday, sometime around nine o'clock and noon at string with Steve underscore, I will be posting another question. For this week's shout outs on uh the uh, wednesday locker room so if you're not following me on twitter go ahead and do it now we'll have some fun we'll talk some wrestling we will get your name on the uh podcast you can find it on podbean or pretty much anywhere where you can get a podcast now the wednesday locker room and we have it every weekend by the way thanks for posting it really early this week ben i, appreciate, right. it.
0: I appreciate that too thanks to billy ray valentine for getting it out there and uh happy to have it up there for added free content with the Eleven Eleven boys the people show at Hami Media Group, the Wednesday locker room, the Andrew Bellow, Billy Ray Valentine, and the Striz, Strangler Steve, you guys breaking it all down. So get your shout-outs, man. Absolutely follow Striz on Twitter. And uh, always fun, great interactivity. I love to see that shit, man. Absolutely. All our community leaders, whether it's William Alessia and others, uh, Jeremy Ellingsworth uh, leading the way with the Pick'em Challenges or the homie Media Discussion Group. Cool having a good time out there with the watch alongs or even if I'm on twitch.tv slash homie media, great numbers last night. I picked six belts on AEW, (laughs) six belts on AEW last night. I finally hit it, boys. I finally hit it. Uh, So y'all are having a good time and I'll be back uh, with my man, Blaze Haram for this is immortal on August 12th. In Utica, New York, Utica, and uh, I know some HMG members already got their tickets. They're coming from all over in the Northeast, uh, getting hotel rooms. So should be a, a great show that way, you guys. Uh, a great new venue and our first time on pay per view with a lot of big name stars. Uh, so, but card subject to change. But I'll be there. That's all that really matters. Feel free to fly me up. If you need okay, up <laughs> well, for sure. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, come on in, boys. Uh, Start swimming. If Veer can swim, your ass can swim. You better fucking start swimming. (laughs) Uh, But uh, y'all, what else? ChannelAttitude.com, all the cameos you can handle. HorseshoeGenetics.com, Pro Wrestling Tees, you know where to find me, infidels. I'm always plugged in and I got my eye on you. And it's time for revenge for the sap-sucking morons in Canada who all suffer from autism or the ones who are hypocrites and won't kiss me, but will kiss somebody else. It's going to be hacker Hamine heels over strong the Piers Austin network in the heat of the Striz coming down on you brother y'all (laughs) law no bread no water just meat that's all